can't. Oh my god, it should totally be called fangs. <laughs> well, I always get this one mixed up. <laughs> Why didn't they call this fangs? That would have been so awesome. Because it's about phases of the moon. It goes with the moon. It phases of the people, phases of the moon. But fangs, that would be awesome. <laughs> Is there an HO episode called Fangs? Something <laughs> oh should have the title Fangs. There should be, you know, like in Supernatural, there's the uh, the alternate reality where they're suddenly like themselves as actors. Yeah, the meta episode. Um, yeah, meta episode. <laughs> there should be a meta episode where Angel's starring in his own series called Fangs. 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 It would be like Demon Spike. Detective. And he'd be like Spike and Restless with yes, the cameras. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Fangs. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Angel the series was stylized like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh yeah, uh, it would be. It would be called Fangs. It would be called Fangs. <laughs> it would have a yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then like the the once more with feeling episode would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what would it be? Once more with Fangs. <laughs> <laughs> Once more with biting. It'd be once more with yeah, biting. Once more with biting. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, there we have it. <laughs> Are we recording? <laughs> yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Diogenes Club podcast of Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. There are spoilers ahead and swears ahead, so if those aren't your thing, please turn off the podcast. This time, we'll be discussing Buffy, Season 2, Episode 15, Phases, wherein Angelus, Larry the Closet Case, a werewolf hunter named Kane, and Oz give us different flavors of the almond or beast theory later posited by Faith in Season 3. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I am Jen, and this is Snard. Or Michelle. Yeah. We are the sisters talking. <laughs> we are indeed. So, Snart, I'm going to bore the gentle listeners for a second, um, <laughs> uh, if I may. You may. Uh, so, I have I have aquariums, gentle listeners, or aquaria, I should say. Aquaria. Aquaria. <laughs> and uh, naturally, I like to put all kinds of little swimmy fish in there. Uh, so, <laughs> for the past year or so, I've been ordering from aquaticarts.com, and they are amazing. Uh, and no, I'm not getting any kind of kickback or free fishies or anything like that for this. Uh, but they have freshwater shrimp and snails and all kinds of little fishies. And the couple that owns it really care about their little fishy friends. And so, like, you get a box with your pets in it, and it's packed with this recyclable material, and it's a mess. But those fish are insulated, man. <laughs> like, they are super <laughs> duper safe in there. So anyway... If any of our gentle listeners are fish keepers, uh, please have a look. I emailed them and uh, told them I was going to do a shameless promo, and they said that if you use the code AQUA5, that'd be AQUA as A-Q-U-A-5, uh, you'll get $5 off your first order. Oh, well, that's sweet. That's all. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I just had a fantastic experience with them, um, the last of many fantastic experiences ordering from them, and I thought, hey, I should use this podcast to bore our gentle listeners for a moment and give these guys some uh, a shout out. So. There might be some Aquaria enthusiasts out Indeed. there who are... And it's it's, uh, it's hard to find a place in your town with uh, good um, quality fish yeah. that don't have diseases and stuff, as I have found. Trust me, I know. I, I used to work at a Petco. Nothing against Petco's. Just it's like, just it's hard to yeah. You're unless you're really fish careful. from a whole bunch of different places, and they're all going in the same aquaria. 
and that's <laughs> yeah. and at the aquariums and um you know and, it, and like it's not cost effective to have quarantine tanks for everything especially if you're doing a lot of turnover like your pet mm-hmm. or your local fish shops but um but yeah these these folks are great yeah awesome very cool do you think anything we want to talk about before we get into this episode um, i want to talk about the moon card Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. yeah. Um, so since we talk about tarot a lot with our show, and, and so does the show in general, yes, the, the <laughs> show. Um, so there is something that I think works really well with this. I mean, of course, we're talking about phases of the moon and, and how the full moon. We bring up the full moon, full moon, full moon all the time. It's all about the full moon. Yes, they do. Um, yeah. So the moon card is really about um, the way, like it's a. Okay, the literal interpretation, what I have, is the card represents life of the imagination apart from life of the spirit. The dog or wolf are the fears of the natural mind in the presence of the place of exit, where there is only reflected light to guide it. So the card itself is a dog, or sometimes two dogs, howling at a moon. It's a werewolf card. Yeah. So really... um, this card is about going into the darker places of yourself, having your shadow self emerge, having to merge with your shadow, um, and understanding the darker parts of yourself and the things you don't want to know about yourself, life in general, or anything else. Um, and we'll see. Yeah. We'll see a bit of that coming up. <laughs> so, you know, as we were watching this and analyzing it, I was like, "Holy shit! This is the moon card." Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll go ahead and put a picture of the moon card up in the show notes. If you go to our website, www.diagenesclubpodcast.com. And if you're not going there already, there's some good shit going on. I made gifts. Yeah. I made gifts. <laughs> you have some really well-researched uh, blog posts going up. I've had some really well-researched blog posts going up. Um, and this is just going to keep expanding. We're going to work on like a Mad Libs page. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're going to have a couple of videos. Hopefully, if you guys will get those reviews up. We still have our incentive reviews going on. Indeed. Oh, um, and, and um, I've got an, in in my little gen blog thing. Uh, I've got uh, all the the list of um, our schedule. Yes. <laughs> as far as our episode order, we don't have dates on there for when we're going to air stuff because God knows we have no idea. <laughs> um, but we've got the episode order of uh, Buffy as it as it transitions into Angel, and then all the, how the Angel episodes will fit in. Um, if you see, go on there. If you see any glaring errors, stuff I should reshuffle, let me know, mm-hmm. and I will. See yes. if I can do that. And as always, we welcome comments from the very first post all the way up through the most current post. We want comments everywhere. We want to keep the discussion going. Um, yes. Yeah. So just I've noticed that we don't have as many people trafficking our website as we do our other sources. So, you know, by all means, look us up. Yeah. You know, And you can also like us on Facebook if you do the Facebook. All right. I think that's enough promo. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's our episode. <clears throat> <clears throat> We open at school. Uh, Oz is curiously studying the trophy case that contains Amy's mom, who will be <laughs> screaming and screaming forever. Cheery. Yeah. Oz is indeed looking at Amy's mom and reports to Willow that her eyes follow you, pleading for help. <laughs> yes. uh, well, not that part. <clears throat> so Willow, uh, either not realizing or not caring that Amy's mom is trapped in the trophy, uh, asks if Oz enjoyed the movie they went to the night before. Oz says that he that the movies back in 1998 are forgettable like popcorn, although he did enjoy the popcorn itself. Uh, <laughs> Willow also likes popcorn. Uh, they agree that they had a nice time together. Uh, their moment uh, sort of grinds to a halt, uh, however, and then Willow notices Buffy, saying, I have my friend, so I will go to her. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think there's, I mean, now, you know, looking at the whole moon and the shadow and, mm. and everything, do you think there's an arc starting with the the statue? 
mention of the statue again, calling up that dark chapter. I think it's not an accident that it's there. Yeah, not at all. And it, it might be a little foreshadowing for our next. It's it's reminding us of Amy and definitely, her mom. Definitely. And, I, and I think the, it's, uh, it's definitely. Um, yeah, I, w- I would say that that <laughs> that there um, it's not a it's not a coincidence that we have Amy in the next episode for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is kind of dark that Willow doesn't actually look at the statue that, and notice that the eyes are moving around in there yeah. because because this is not a normal the eyes are following kind of statue thing. The <laughs> eyes actually we've seen it. The eyes move around and like plead mm-hmm. for help, like literally they yeah, do. Yeah, no, that's true. So it's that's a little. I mean, I think it's showing the the dark underbelly of our Scoobies mm-hmm. a bit. Um, yeah, kind of like that moon card thing where we're bringing everything. Yeah, I mean, out. why wouldn't she look in there and be like, "Oh shit, mm-hmm. that's Amy's mom." Yeah, um, unless they just kind of yeah. Sunnydale syndrome. Yeah, that's, puppy. They, it it does. I mean, Amy's mom situation is going to make me uncomfortable throughout the entire series because <laughs> they go against a lot better big bads and a lot better lesser bads. Mm-hmm. Kane is worse than Amy's mom. It's true. Although, and I'm going to bring this up when we get into Greek myth, there is no worse sin than harming or eating, especially eating family. Um, well, no, but, I would not think so. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, like we get into Tantalus, right? So she oh, really, yeah. she's kind of a Tantalus figure. Yes. You know, so where she's even, she's even reaching out, mm-hmm. you know, trying to reach something and can't get to it. So uh, I have. I have stuff about that. Um, <laughs> but like really, it's in, in Greek myth, which is what we're kind of going with, we're running with, um, there is no worse sin than to harm a child or your family. Right. You don't do that. And so in, in that canon, if we go with that kind of morality, she is the worst big bad. Yeah. You know, as far as, as, far as this kind of punishment goes. But we see what being a witchy does to people that's true and it kind of takes them over and makes them want to end the world and stuff well that's true you know they can be brought back but we don't know that you know at the very first and it's just right i I mean that's that's the the problem i guess that i that i have is not that hey maybe she's at the statue is that they never Mm -hmm. talk about it and i think it's weird that they don't talk about i think the reason they don't talk about it is because they don't want to talk about it Um, the fact that willow didn't look at that statue means that she knows what's going on with it to mm-hmm. me <laughs> um yeah. just oh yeah that okay. yeah that i'm not gonna whatever <laughs> i don't see that um yeah. i mean it's not like they have a plan mm-hmm. to like hey let's see let's see if we can bring amy's mom back yeah and but see if she's okay Willow is also vulnerable in this scene she's wearing all red with the red hat yeah kind of like she was back in inca mummy girl yes. when she was realizing that xander was wasn't gonna like her yeah but there's no time in the series that they reflect back on amy's mom <laughs> Like no. the show but tells that, us that this is like a bad thing. But that statue haunts us forever. <laughs> it, does. it does. I'm su- actually I'm surprised that the very very last the very very last episode. I'm surprised they don't show it like jettisoning out of hell. <laughs> well, that with the Sunnydale sign falling down would be too much. <laughs> it's like somehow stuck on the bus. Yeah. It's like someone put it as a hood ornament and totally. it just stuck. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> but yeah, like I, Faith I, goes to sit down. She's like, "What yeah. the hell is this thing?" <laughs> yes, but I, I do think she is our our tentals figure. I think it's yeah, and um, and uh, and, uh, and and you know, and looking mm-hmm. forward to Amy and uh, looking back to the darker side of the Scoobies. I think yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a really interesting little bit of 
of canon there, just reminding us of stuff. Also giving us some character development for Oz, where he's aware, he sees things. Yes. And he, he likes it. Yeah. Yes, and, and nonchalant, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we also noticed that uh, Willow is, um, despite her awkwardness with Oz, wearing a big smiley face backpack. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. things All are going well. All is well in the world of Willow. Absolutely. And Oz um, is is still not even a little bit put off by Willow's adorable awkwardness. <laughs> and uh, Buffy and Willow leave, and Oz is accosted by Larry the Closet Case, overcompensating so hard he might just burst into gay flames right there. But he's not wearing red, so he's not actually a threat. He's wearing a little bit on his sleeves. Yeah, though, like there's this a little point. bit. He thinks he's bad. Right. You know, he's like posturing. <laughs> yeah. You yes. know, he's a like lot. the dog with the tail straight up, like, oh, I'm bad. I'm he is bad. posturing a great deal. Yes. Yeah. And he announces loudly so everyone can hear how not gay he is, yeah. how he wants to get some Buffy and Willow action. <laughs> and check his cronies. They are super not gay, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Oz is, is very meh about this whole thing. Uh, a gal walks by and Larry knocks her books out of her hand uh, so she has to pick them up while he ogles her and makes comments about her body. And as we mentioned in some assembly required, there really isn't enough ball kicking at Sunnydale High. Um, <laughs> naturally, uh, Larry asks Oz how far he's got with Willow and wonders what the point of dating a younger gal is if there isn't sex involved. And Oz tries to deflesh, deflect all this douche begging as... What? Well, I need to he's go like again. deflesh. Deflesh. <laughs> If only. <laughs> that was Freudian. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oz tries to deflect all of this douchebagging as best he can. Uh, meanwhile, Willow is telling Buffy that they haven't gotten far at all, but it's because of Oz, and she's ready for some physical stuff that are happening already. And Buffy says that it's nice that he's not just being an animal, <laughs> as far as they know, anyway. Uh, Willow agrees that it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's this foreshadowing. It's like brushing out its hair. Um, (laughs) Willow agrees that it's nice and and that Oz is fun, but where is the making out already? Uh, Willow uh, worries that she's too resistible to men in general, which actually won't be a problem for her later, whether it's true or not. It's true. But on a metaphorical level, (laughs) Uh this is right after Innocence. (laughs) Right after Angel told Buffy that she wasn't very good in bed and that she was great, not really... Um, so for her spirit, this is going to be a concern. Like maybe, uh, maybe no one will really like me. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just the friend, you know, even though Xander was into her, he wasn't, I mean, other than like rapey hyena Xander, who we'll see soon. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like there was just no one who was really that into her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is reflecting a certain amount of processing that Buffy's having to do in the wake of Angelus. Yeah. And, and as if too hit us over the head with that one and inducing cringes everywhere. Willow says, I don't want to be the only girl in school without a real boyfriend. Ouch. Willow. Willow. <sighs> Seeing the look on Buffy's face, she regrets this immediately, but wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of important to keep track <laughs> yeah. of this kind of thing in your head. Yeah. Well, in her mind, I mean, that, that kind of shows too that everyone's still grieving Angel. Mm-hmm. That she didn't initially remember right. that Angel isn't around anymore. But woo. Yeah. Man. Uh, Willow will be 
also a little odd throughout this episode, I have to yeah. say. Um, I've, and I've tried to figure out if it's a spirit thing or Willow's dating for the first time and has caught a bad case of the heterosexual normitis, but <laughs> she's seriously off. I'm sure it's a mixture of all those things. Yeah. Um, and she apologizes and says that she's an idiot for completely forgetting that Buffy's boyfriend has turned into the most evil thing on the show. Uh, she asks if Buffy would like to her to go away, and Buffy sadly says she doesn't want that at all. Willow finally asks how Buffy is doing with the evil vampire ex-boyfriend situation, and Buffy congratulates herself on not thinking about Angel for two minutes, and that's actually pretty good, considering that mm-hmm. he's probably watching her right now. He lurks. <laughs> yes, he sure does. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why he kills Teresa later. Um, so uh, Buffy says that she would like some quality time with her friends, and Willow says that she'll call Xander, whose number is 1-800-I'm-dating-a-skanky-ho. And... Not for anywhere near the last time I'm going to point out to either Xander or Willow that they are in relationships of their own and they should knock this shit off already. Willow, knock this shit off already. (laughs) (laughs) So she does reconcile with Cordy later. Yeah, and it's awesome. Yeah, and and from our later little summary of of how things are going for everybody from Larry, um, Willow is knocking Cordy for doing things she wants to do. She right. wants to be, if she just expressed that she wants to be more wandable. Um, so she's mad because Cordy is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like <laughs> yes. She sees, Ben, she also sees something in Cordy that she has herself, that lusty men like. Uh, <laughs> everyone's a little beardy, let's just say. Um, <laughs> no, I don't want to say that. But uh, everyone's trying to be a little masculine in this. Um, succeeding in being that yes yes (laughs) i love the reversal Um, of the genders yeah so yeah we'll we'll see the two of them bond over what they have in common later so awesome it makes sense that she's having this little bit of uh yeah transference is that this is transference i get transference and projection is seeing someone else like but it's more yeah it's it's just off okay (laughs) we'll we'll call her off and and we'll we'll say that she needs to not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Willow earns a meow from Buffy and is more satisfied by that than she should be. Uh, she doesn't <laughs> understand what Xander could possibly see in the most popular girl in school who is pretty and smart and funny and has really been helpful to them when they've been fighting evil things and isn't even a bitch anymore. Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, in Cordy's car, uh, Xander interrupts making out with her in order to wonder what Willow sees in Oz. <laughs> Xander, knock this shit off already. (laughs) Cordelia agrees with me, too. She's wondering when they're going to be getting onto the making out or groping or whatever they're planning to do. And throughout this whole (laughs) horror movie scenario scene in the lover's lane, uh, Cordy will be the dude and Xander will be the chick, which cracks me (laughs) up. (laughs) Xander wants to talk about his feelings and Cordy wants to get with the groping. Uh, Xander says he doesn't trust Oz with Willow, which is completely ridiculous, because Oz is older, sure, and attractive, though not to Xander, even though he's totally noticed that Oz is attractive, and he's in a band. <laughs> uh, Cordy says she's dated guys in bands, and Xander points out that that he that means what that means about her character, or whatever, blah blah jealous, uh, let's not blah, forget blah, blah, blah. that Xander had a little fantasy about being in a band. <laughs> yes, he at did. At a certain point. <laughs> yes. But at this point, he's got the girl. Just yeah, chill the fuck out. That will be applicable a little later. Yes, absolutely. So let's just remember that little fantasy that it brought Xander that up. Had. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, 
And Cordy asks if he really wants to be there, calling him out on his babbling about innocent little Willow and Super Buffy. Uh, he babbles <laughs> some more, and she interrupts him, and I have to say, shows a great deal of patience in general. <laughs> I would not be this patient at all. Well, she knows what she signed up <laughs> she for with does. this. Like, she knows. I, I think that Cordy knows what she's getting into. But the fact that Cordelia Chase is mm-hmm. being patient shows her art beautifully. That's true, yes. <laughs> and she tells him about the romantic setting, including the big full moon outside. Uh-oh. <laughs> big full moon. That's not good. <laughs> and then she tells him to shut up, as she should. Well done, Cordy. <laughs> they make out, and we see what that they're being watched by a creeper werewolf. Uh, <laughs> Continuing to be the chick in the horror movie, Xander stops and says he hears something. <laughs> uh, continuing to be the dude, Cordy says she didn't hear anything and wants to get back to making out some more. This is exactly the scenario we had in Prophecy Girl when Cordelia was making out in the car with Kevin, and she was the one who heard noises, and he was the one who didn't care, except Cordy's the guy now, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> uh, Xander hears more noises, and Cordy is getting more and more grumpy about it, until the werewolf jams his paw through the soft top of her convertible. Cordy does a great little driving maneuver where she guns the car and then stops fast enough to knock the thing off of it. And well done. <laughs> she is so good at driving when it's really serious. Yeah, yeah, but this scene when she has to put the key in the ignition, uh-huh. this this kind of shit is the reason I never take that key out of my ignition <laughs> until it's time to exit the vehicle. Like yeah. it's in there. Yeah, all she's new to driving. Time. But no, but it's just I have watched enough horror movies to know what happens when you take right. the key out of the ignition. Yes. You know. Just, just at least put it on like a bungee. <laughs> oh, it's going to stay in there. You might have to turn that car on anytime. It's in Sunnydale. Yeah, yeah. This is a hell mouth, baby. <laughs> at school, Buffy is doing Slayer CSI on Cordelia's car. <laughs> All steely Slayer business. She asks him if they're sure it was a werewolf, and they're sure. <laughs> <laughs> Cordy is bummed because her dad has just had the car deal t- detailed. And I realize she's supposed to seem shallow with this line, but explaining this strange damage to your dad might be a little difficult. Yeah, of course, it is a hell mouth. He'll probably just Sunnydale syndrome. Yeah, I'm sure you he know, would. Write a check and whatevs. <laughs> but, but, you know? but you <laughs> as know, as long as he still thinks she's a good little girl, I don't think he it's cares. true. But you know, he pays that really expensive detail too, like the oh, top yeah. tier. And I'd be a little, I'd, I'd be like, <laughs> oh man, really a werewolf? I just, damn it, I have to explain well, this to dad. As long as we're paused. So Xander and Cordy match up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a couple interesting costume maneuvers in this. Um, for instance, we, we start to see the use of beige is kind of like blending in because mm-hmm. there's a lot of efforts to blend in when, when your shadowy self is coming forth, you want to blend in. Gotcha. Um, so we see like Buffy wears beige a lot in this episode mm-hmm. until she suddenly doesn't. Um, and, uh, she and Xander match up costume wise pretty much through the entirety of the episode. Um, yeah, them, so Xander and Corny match up pretty well, and Willow's wearing this cute little, like, deer, little An innocent little deer. Necklace. An innocent little deer she will murder yes, later a, in the uh, series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, damn. Yes. Yeah. yeah I was the, thinking more like the juxtaposition of the innocent little deer next to the predator, but. I, yeah, I think that it suggests that that later act that she does is a death of her innocence, for sure. Wow. Because here she is all cute and innocent with little deer. Okay, well, I'm just going to sit over here for a minute. <laughs> you go on. Continue. So Giles arrives, <laughs> and Buffy asks what he found. Uh, quite a few attacks by wild dogs, it turns out, and mutilated animal carcasses. 
Willow wonders that bunnies were some of the victims, but Oz re- reassures her that bunnies are more dangerous than they look. And somewhere on Yonka, <laughs> the vengeance demon is enthusiastically agreeing with him. <laughs> I like that they're holding a newspaper. Yeah. The news is involved in this episode quite a bit. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. We actually rely on external sources. Mm-hmm. We kind of get, it's almost like we're getting an external's perspective on yes. the Scoobies. We're almost like pulled out yeah, and when, in a way. And when we were watching this episode before, we wondered if perhaps uh, they're opening up the door for people like the mayor to walk through. Oh, yeah. Expanding the town mm-hmm. just a tad. Yeah, just giving us a, a greater sense of place. Also, yeah. we're getting outside of the typical sets. We're getting up onto the Lover's Lane area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting into the wooded area. Um, the funeral home, which we probably yeah. should have been at a lot of, a lot of times well, before We've this. only been there once before with the dam. Um. Yeah. <laughs> It should be yeah. up every episode, really. Yeah, <laughs> like Buffy much. should just in her commute, like Joyce should just <laughs> drop her off there, and she should go in the funeral home and check <laughs> around for vampires. You know, out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like we are starting to expand the town a little bit and getting mm-hmm. a bigger idea of of the scope of things, um, which also really works with the metaphor of of exploration after a terrible event, where you start to see that the world might be a lot larger and a lot scarier, right? Um, than you previously thought. Yes, everyone going through changes, let's say, in yes. this episode. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Giles says that no one was injured and uh, thinks that they shouldn't have to worry about any more were- werewolf activity uh, for a month. I, I said, said, just said werewolf. <laughs> that was silly. <laughs> I like werewolf. 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 I'll go with it. Werewolf. However, Willow points out that it isn't actually the full moon yet so this werewolf uh, is not only about the full moon itself but days that are full moon adjacent uh <laughs> buffy sends giles back to hit the books and giles is completely thrilled he <laughs> scampers off super <laughs> duper excited and i love this part because buffy looks directly into the camera and says <laughs> He needs to get a pet. Giles <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been this excited since some assembly required when there were body no, he snatchers. Hasn't. Yeah, he's he is genuinely excited he about is. weird shit. Oh, I can't even tell you how much I love Snarky Buffy. I know, right? Snarky Buffy is the best. <laughs> Snarky give zero fucks yeah. Buffy is my yeah. favorite Buffy. <laughs> we have quite a bit of her in this episode. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> Though there should be more face punching. Snarky mm-hmm. gives zero fucks Buffy should come along with face punching. Yes. I find. She does get to Superman a gun later. So yeah. That's cool. There should be more face punching. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess she did smack him in the face with a rifle. More more face punching throughout. Though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you want more. It's like more cowbell only with yeah, more face punching. Like snarky comment, facey punch. <laughs> <laughs> snarky comment, facey kick. Yeah. You know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, in gym class, the gym teacher doesn't have Sunnydale syndrome at all, telling her students that the town is getting more dangerous all the time. <laughs> True that. Uh, she says that a full moon, like they had that very evening, will bring out the crazies. Not to worry, though. She's going to teach them some self-defense. Uh, Buffy suggests to Willow that moving to a town that doesn't have a, an active and lively hellmouth might be the best idea. Uh, Oz rather sweetly fixes the tag that's sticking out of Willow's shirt, and Xander naturally takes offense. He tells his girlfriend how offended he is and stop, Sander. <laughs> he doesn't stop. Yeah, though. Her comeback is... Oh, it's so great. <laughs> she t- he tells Oz to stop being nice or whatever and Cordy tells him he reeks of obsession for dorks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we see that Larry even overcompensates for being a big flamer when he's taking off his sweats uh, because he does <laughs> in an overly macho kind of a way. <laughs> Xander notices a bandage on his arm and Larry says that he was bitten by a large dog. Oz can sympathize. His little nephew bit him on the finger recently. Uh, Larry must overcompensate even more, though he immediately starts sexual harassing a gal whose day will get much worse from here. <laughs> Poor Teresa. Yeah. Buffy steps in, making Teresa's last day on Earth a little more pleasant by telling Larry in veiled terms that she's looking forward to kicking his ass during self-defense training. Uh, Larry looks a bit intimidated, as he most certainly should be. <laughs> and then Willow ruins it all by pulling Buffy aside and telling her that girls are supposed to be weak and timid and just go ahead and tolerate some overcompensating closet case grabbing their asses. This is an interesting moment. Well, I'm going to say, speaking of overcompensating closet cases, whatever, Willow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. Yes, but, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think this is a really interesting moment because it feels so out of step. And I've heard a lot of discussions uh -huh. about this episode where they're like, oh, well, Willow's just like, what the fuck? This is, you know, like the writers must have not even known what Buffy is when they wrote this. Like, I've heard a lot of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, this is, again, one of our little thesis statements for this episode. It's a Willow centric episode. Absolutely. We are watching Willow's evolution, and it kind of starts with with the, the beginning where she's feeling insecure about Oz yep. and she is projecting her insecurity out onto Buffy and Buffy is also inverted she is slayer and keeps forgetting to be a girl where right. normally she's insisting she's like I'm a girl I'm That's, a girl can I be a girl see, I want to be is, a girl this is why I like this Buffy so much yeah <laughs> and in this in this case because she's inverted because she's grieving and processing and we have mm -hmm. the full moon influence um, Buffy's just all slayer and right. she she forgot to do this so you know like she gets a reminder from willow it doesn't last long she tries she she gives it a good college try <laughs> right. um the buffy college try which lasts lasts even shorter than the normal college try mm -hmm. um but you know i think this is is part of willow projecting out um how she feels and she's reminding herself i have to be a girly girl i have to be meek i have to be small i have to be right. less powerful i'm just the nerd yeah and i mean and that's and just on the strictly on the character level, like I kind of mentioned, she's Willow's in her first relationship and mm -hmm. is heterosexual, and she is forcing herself to be the meek little girly girl that she thinks is expected to be in in a heterosexual relationship. And, and I mean, a lot of women manage to be in heterosexual relationships without trying to force gender roles down everyone's throat. So we would hope yes. that Willow will make the re the necessary adjustments, which she does mm -hmm. in the rest of the episode. It's I mean. It's her coming to terms with being in a in a relationship. Oh, and yeah. where do I fit in this relationship? Do I have to be a meek little girly girl? Can I be myself? That mm -hmm. kind of a thing. And, and, yeah, it's, and it, also reflecting the spirit of Buffy, kind of saying, wait, 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 wait. Because Buffy knows mm -hmm. she has to become Slayer to defeat Angelus. Right. So she's starting to vibe that maybe a little too hard for the rest of her parts to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'll, that this I'll say is... it again later, but it's a shame that Faith wasn't in town yet. I know. <laughs> because they would have had a great time in this episode. Yes. But we would have been like, kill everything? Hell yeah, let's kill everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she would. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I am... 
I don't know. I, I think this line is really interesting. Like I could go on it, and on about yes, it. But absolutely. It, it really starts to bring our episode together. Mm-hmm. This is when we start to see the tides turning and saying, okay, things really aren't right. Things are really different. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's, it's not sloppy writing. It's an indication that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and not with the writing. Turned. Something is wrong with these people. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I think we might be seeing it from the, the outside just a little bit. We've, we've turned our perspective a little bit up, mm-hmm. kind of in a spirit well, sort of position. Well, and, and, Buffy kind of Buffy basically declared that when she looked right into the camera and gave us information. You know, oh, yeah. she, she snarked right into the camera. <laughs> well, and, and also bringing up the statue at the beginning—that's mm-hmm. also fourth wall breaking. Yep. Um, you know, it's bringing to our consciousness. It's 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 done in a way that fits with the story, just like how Buffy could be interpreted as talking to Xander. Talking or to Willow. Well, it, it would have been Willow and Oz. Oh, yeah, Willow they and were Oz, over there, yeah. but so, it, it also could have been to herself, just like because mm-hmm. I mean we all look off into space and like say something sometimes for emphasis. But yeah, yeah absolutely. But it, it does break that fourth wall a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, we're just going to get more interesting from here. But I love it. <laughs> I love this line. I love what it tells us. Yeah, it tells us a lot about and, what's going on and how Buffy responds is also pretty. Oh man, because 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 poor, <laughs> poor Buffy, who was probably hoping that a nice crunchy beatdown of Larry could make her feel better about the Angela situation, realizes. <laughs> That Willow has ruined all of her fun. <laughs> Spoil my fun. <laughs> Little pout. So cute. Angry Slayer is so cute. <laughs> but don't worry, Buffy. There's still a little bit more fun to be had. <laughs> uh, Larry paired with an unconvincingly weak acting Buffy. <laughs> eh. Uh. Yeah, uh. <laughs> he uh, decides to <laughs> poke the Slayer with a short stick. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Willow's little encouraging head nods while Buffy is pretending to be all helpless makes me want to smack her with something heavy. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, even Oz, I expect Oz to be like, really? <laughs> Oz is swept up in this heterosexual relationship thing That's too, true, and they're yeah. trying to figure out where He's they fit. Trying because he also, you know, in in the Willow and Oz relationship. I love this relationship. He is not the boy. (laughs) He is never the boy. No. And he doesn't want to be. No. He wants to, (laughs) he wants them to be equals. He's Mm -hmm. almost genderless. Yeah. I think, I think they both are absolutely Mm -hmm. in this. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, against all the better judgment ever, Larry continues with his Slayer harassment. <laughs> he grabs Buffy's ass. She flips him delightfully hard onto the floor. <laughs> and we are all sad that the gym teacher put the protective mats down. <laughs> and Willow looks upset, but Oz is quite happy, so we don't want to smack Oz at all. <laughs> nope. I do like that the mats are out, because that's horribly optimistic for this maneuver. Yeah. I'm just going to say. But, I mean, but in keeping with our, our theory that everybody really does know that Buffy is a vampire slayer mm-hmm. you know she she probably put two mats under buffy's like <laughs> yeah, she walked out and there's just a mat there yeah because she knows it's the only person that'll it's, succeed it's the buffy mat yeah. <laughs> next week yeah. buffy rat this week buffy mat yeah if, if anybody just just fyi gentle listeners if anybody ever does have you like this the way they're holding from behind one try and run because probably they can't hold on to you because that's a weak ass hold uh two don't flip them you're gonna hurt yourself you're gonna take too much time Unless you're a slayer of the vampires. Yes. If you are a vampire slayer, go ahead. Yeah. But if you are being, especially if you are a small female being accosted by a large male, I want you to reach behind your own buttock, take a step back, and grab their balls. That's what you're going to do. Is there twisting too? Grabbing and twisting? If you feel like it. I don't want to give too much instruction because I'm not not actually an instructor anymore. Mangle the balls. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to say, if you you get a good firm grasp of them and then start walking away... um, That's effective. What if he grasps, grasps 
grasp them and then uh, sort of fall on the ground. That'd be kind of awesome too, right? That also does work. It, it puts you in kind of a vulnerable spot in case there are other attackers, though. I don't recommend getting on the ground. Well, then you just ever. hold up the, the, yeah. the, the balls <laughs> that have been removed from the person. <laughs> Do you want some of this? And I, then they I run think, away. Yeah, but I, I would say just start stepping forward, you know, any kind of ripping motion thereof. You know, even if it's a girl, you can even go for the inner thigh. Um, it's pretty uncomfortable. Do girls do that kind of thing too? I don't know, man. I'm not. You know, I guess living, it's assaulted. We're living in a weird ass day and age. I don't give a shit. Like, it's, are girls ass it, grabbers? I don't know. <laughs> well, if if they grab your ass, there's other things to do. But I just mean like the throw they're trying oh, yeah, to do. Girls would do that. Kind the of actual thing. try yeah. throw where they have their arm around their throat because they actually think for some reason everyone thinks that the throat is like as long as I have you by the throat, you can't do anything because well, they watch TV. Also, if someone grabs you by the throat and they're strangling you. They are within arm's distance, obviously, because their arms can touch you. I want you to grab their trachea. Just reach in and grab their trachea or their eye or anything else that's kind of sensitive. I mean, they're right there. Don't sit there and strangle and try and fight their hands. Reach out and grab them where it's going to hurt. Like eyeballs. Because... And then run. <laughs> yeah, running is the most yeah. important part. Yes, run. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm always yeah. telling people on the show to run. So also, mm-hmm. you know. Running. Yeah. Oh. Run, run and scream, help, help, he's trying to kill me. Um, but yeah, so those are just my little self-defense tips. Nothing you wouldn't find anywhere else. I'm not giving up any major secrets here. Just don't try and do what they're telling you to do in this. You will hurt yourself and you will just let them win. Unless you're a vampire slayer. Unless you're a vampire slayer. Then go to it. <laughs> but imagine how much more effective she would have been with the ball technique. Yes, but then... Larry would never be able to be happy in his uncloseted sexual relationships. That's true. In a short time. Yes. Very short true. time. Yes. But he, he would have deserved it just a little bit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He would have. Yes. Because I, mean, I don't I don't care if you're gay, straight or no, nothing. no, no. He, he deserved. I mean, he deserved a ball kick at the very beginning. He deserved what he get. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Being in the closet is no excuse for being a dipshit. No, it's true. <laughs> just go crazy quietly like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> In the library, Giles has a really cool little orbiting moon he's attached to his globe, <laughs> which I love. He's explaining that science... <laughs> I know. He's, he's got the light on it with the shadow. <laughs> he's explaining that science hasn't found a reason for human behavior being affected by the moon phases, but that there does seem to be a significant uptick in the weird whenever the full moon rolls around. Xander makes a joke about moon pies, and we can see just how juiced Giles is about werewolves because he thinks that this is hilarious. Giddily thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> it really does. It's too bad Miss Calendar wasn't in the room because she would have thought this was adorable. She would have. Yeah. She would have. <laughs> uh, he has found that werewolves are affected for three nights and not just one. He says that they have no conscience or human thoughts or feelings at all and act only on instincts. They're uh, present predatory and aggressive. Buffy thinks this is pretty much how normal dudes are, and we should <laughs> probably ring our faith in Buffy Bell. Oh, that was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> All men are beasts, Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Xander defends his gender, and he was just in that gym class they came from, so I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Also, he's no room to talk. Yeah, he's not going to do his gender any favors later in this episode or anything. No. So I think he should just be <laughs> silent right now. <laughs> he just saw Larry sexually assault Buffy. <laughs> like, hi. <Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, Giles also takes slight offense, but for a different reason. He tells, um, <laughs> he will explain a little bit later, but he tells Buffy not to jump to conclusions, and Buffy says that she took a tiny step, and their conclusions were. <laughs> <laughs> but here's Giles' reason for being offended. He says that there's every possibility this could be a lady werewolf, and I love Giles' sense of gender equality. <laughs> true. And we will later see a lady werewolf. Absolutely. I mean, I think, them. I think if I recall correctly, almost an equal number of male and female werewolves on this show in Angel of the Series. There might be like one extra dude, but that's about it. Is how many werewolves do we have? I think it's five. I think. I mean, I don't count the random ones that get like you know, but the I, ones with names and stuff. Really, I can only think of three. Well, there's what's her face, Veruca. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oz. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nina. Uh huh. Nina. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the, dude, the dude who fights, tries to, to feed her to um, the group of uh, peoples. I count him, too. Pipples? Yeah. Okay. So if we, if we count him... That's four. Yeah. So if, if we count him, it's an equal number. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we also count the guy that the angel you know, accidentally kills with the silver thing, then that's five, and that's three dudes, two chicks. Oh. But if we don't count that dude... Or the guy at the dinner party, then it's uh, a two to one uh, lady werewolf, dude werewolf. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was only, I can mm-hmm. only remember the other ones. Because the guy who, who at the dinner party, he's just barely turned into, a, he's going to turn into a werewolf. Right. He's not actually already werewolf. So I don't count him. Yeah. Because so. he is future werewolf. So I'd say, I'd say if we add him and the other guy together, that's equal number. Okay. But if we leave him out, more yeah, chicks. I'll take it. More were chicks than were dudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So we Giles still see is, a lot of men doing stupid shit. So <laughs> I know they have no excuse whatsoever. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Xander suggests silver bullets, but Giles says absolutely not. These folks are, after all, humans for all but three days of the month and aren't in control of themselves when they're wolfing out. So they're as much victims of it as the folks they prey upon. And Buffy, at that point, is all for the wolf capturing plan. Giles and Buffy are patrolling the makeout spot, and <laughs> seriously, people, you're on a hellmouth. That's about as bad an idea as having playgrounds, man. Oh, I know. I expect Drusilla to be going around knocking on windows <laughs> and stuff. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, I'm jealous. Seems like Angelus would just like slip in the back well, the seat. Two of them, and be like, the two Hi. of them would just, I mean, the two of oh, them yeah. could go up there and tag team and they take out all the teenagers in Sunnydale. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Ambition people. Maybe there's like garlic rubbed on the outside of the car or something. They're stupid teenagers. I don't yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Maybe it's, it's too easy for them. Like, yeah. eh. <laughs> I never really understood the appeal of makeout spots. It seems gross. Everybody's up there. Yeah. I've well, never, and, no. and as we see, you can find out way too much oh about everybody. Oh my God, everybody. this is so funny. So <laughs> Giles asked if Buffy saw anything and she has oodles of gossip. <laughs> Brittany Podell was making out with Owen Stadil, and uh, but he goes with Barrett Williams. And apparently Barrett is a girl, so we are deprived of bisexual drama, you know, for now. Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Giles isn't amused. He wants to knock on some windows and ask if anyone has seen anything, and Buffy assures him that Giles... No one's seen anything. <laughs> and Giles suddenly remembers what it was like to be a teenager. And they go off oh. in different directions to search for right. the wolf. Although Ripper would have been all over the werewolf thing. Yes. Yeah. I don't think Ripper ever would have gone to a makeout spot. No, no. Ripper's more of a police car kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good point. See, I think Ripper would have think, thought, he would have thinked. 
Ripper would have thanked. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Ripper would have thought. <laughs> I think Ripper would have thought that like Spike's crypt was pretty damn cool too. Oh yeah. Yeah, he would have been all Absolutely. about that. Yeah. <laughs> probably it's probably what his apartment looked like yeah. when he was doing the demon orgies with the I got oh, people. Yeah, totally. I bet yeah. Ripper would have gotten it on with Spike. Hmm. There's some slash fiction for you. Yeah, anybody wants to write that, that up into yeah. fanfic? Yep. yep. Billy Idol, <laughs> Billy Idol, Spike, and uh, yeah. Young Ripper. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> Please send it to us. Yes. Info at diogenesclubpodcast.com. Send that along. Yes. If it's not too horrible, I'll try and do a reading. I don't get through <laughs> sexy stuff very well, but I will do my best. <laughs> Maybe I'll farm that one out. I don't know. <laughs> A friend of yours just read it in a microphone. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure I have a friend or two who would be delighted. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh Buffy exploring the woods gets caught in a very elaborate net trap and a dude pops out of the trees and points a rifle at her because teeny tiny blondes look very much like werewolves to him, I guess. <laughs> well, and how much is this guy overcompensating? Like oh Buffy's my God. out there with <laughs> a flashlight. I actually will mention that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. Well, and and as we hearken back to my leather theory, mm-hmm. he's wearing a leather jacket jacket but it's not good like it is worn out and tattered and probably not cow probably not cow probably not cow so this is like it's like fake empowerment like we have this very dripping with it yes yeah and kind of like larry yeah a little bit totally stole my line for later oh no (laughs) we can edit this out okay let me read through this and we can get this okay Uh, Buffy yells for Giles and the dude points a rifle at him too, which you can't do, by the way. That's totally illegal, even in Sunnydale. Uh, Giles puts his hands up and asks what the fuck dude is doing, and dude introduces himself as Kane and says that he's the one with the gun, which we know, Kane. (laughs) I suspect that Kane is also overcompensating for something, but not the same thing as Larry. But is Kane able to kill werewolves? He's able to make some pretty spiffy rounds, yeah, but that's, that's about it. That was funny. Is Kane able? I know. I, I laughed. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Thank Buffy. you, Supernatural. I actually know some <laughs> biblical stuff. <laughs> uh, Buffy mentions that she'd like to be let out of the net thing, and she even calls it a net thing, which makes me happy. <laughs> uh, Kane lets her down with an oof and then compliments Giles on his very young date. Giles very quickly goes into ripper mode, advising <laughs> Kane to take it back. He uh, doubles down instead, and Buffy has to hold Giles back, <laughs> ripping, ripping Kane's face off, which is awesome. I'm kind of sad she does, though. I know. I would have like, paid money Buffy, to see that. just let him do it. Uh, Giles continues to give Kane uh, generous amounts of the ripper glare. Um, Buffy reluctantly explains that they're hunting werewolves. <laughs> but proudly, I, I must know, say. I, I do like, and she's just straight up about it. Like, she, she doesn't yeah. try and come up with asbestos on this. One no, she's like, we're hunting werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> so I do, I like, do like, like, it's the most boring thing she's ever done. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. And I do like how Giles flickers. He flickers on, on Ripper. Mm-hmm. But like everybody else's shadow self is coming forward and everybody else's dark secrets are coming forward. We've basically resolved that for Giles. He's been able to have a little bit of a comeuppance with his past. Well, and, and, Buffy's, so, and Buffy's mind is focused through this yeah, whole thing. It's totally focused. So, yeah, he is not subjected to the same full moon weirdness mm-hmm. as everybody else. No, he's not. We've, but we've already taken him through this change arc that we're working mm-hmm. on with the other pieces. Yeah, so he's not going to have as much gravitational pull, let's say, from yeah, the moon. So to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and Kane, of course, finds the, the fact that Buffy's hunting werewolves very funny because Giles looks like a librarian, meaning that he isn't really looking at Giles' face very closely. Yeah. And uh, because right now Giles looks like a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and because Buffy is a girl. Uh, as is the way of misogynists everywhere, Kane calls Buffy sweetheart and asks how many werewolves she's killed. It's a shame he didn't ask about vampires or demons. Uh, he shows her off his uh, pretty necklace, saying that he took a tooth from every werewolf he offed, 11 so far, soon to be 12, and sells the pelts in Sri Lanka. Yes, which he also, his bag is obviously pelt. Right. It's, it's Okay, so this is part that skeeves me. First few times I watched this, I was like, oh, you son of a bitch, you killed people. Mm-hmm. No, it's worse than that. So if we go all the way forward into Angel, when they're going to eat Nina, she has to be alive while they're... Like, it's one thing if they're going to kill her and eat her, but she has to be alive while they're harvesting all the pieces to eat. Uh, Because as soon as you kill a werewolf, as soon as they're actually dead, they revert to being a human. So every tooth and every pelt, he is taken off of a living human being turned into a werewolf. Right, who is probably slowly transitioning as they're dying, slowly yes. transitioning and back so into they being might a even conscious, be cogent, yeah, conscious um, human. Yeah, so he's a fucker. He is a fucker with a phallic name. He's yeah, the fucker with a phallic name. He, well, he's overcompensating for his shortcomings, <laughs> as Buffy will illustrate for us later. <laughs> My God, could you have a dorkier outfit? <laughs> uh, Giles and Buffy are horrified that he hunts things that are people for all but three days of the month, but Kane doesn't have a problem with it because he's a psycho. Uh, he also says that werewolves are attracted to the hormones that fly around when people get all hot and heavy. Buffy says she has no idea where a place like that might be, and he insults her intelligence, of course, because girls are dumb. Even though he's so dumb, he couldn't even figure out that she was lying where Buffy is not a good liar at all. No. <laughs> so he wins the stupid contest. Um, he leaves and Buffy tells Giles she knows where they should go. <laughs> and she makes a Hitler joke and I laugh. For your, <laughs> I'm easily entertained. It's a good quip. It's good. It's good cheese. Uh, poor Teresa is walking home alone in the dark. In, in Sunnydale. a red coat. Yeah, in a red coat in Sunnydale. Yeah. Um, so bye bye. <laughs> little red riding hood situation. Uh sorry, Teresa. At least you didn't have to get groped by Larry, I guess. Uh she hears a rustling noise and growling and starts to run uh when she bumps into someone and she screams, but it's just Angelus. Oh, it's just Angelus. Oh, no. Wearing, as you pointed out, velvet again. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh yeah, he's um he's got so charming and he's got a flower and he's wearing one of his velvet kinds of shirts. So mm-hmm. it means he's all soft and squishy. Yeah, yeah. Surely this is how it's going to be. Such a nice, a mm. nice man. And he looks super dead. Really dead. Really dead. Yeah. <laughs> like the angelus makeup. Well, is I, awesome. Yeah. I mean, cause I was, I was, I was even, I was, I was like, Teresa, have you noticed that this dude looks kind of dead? <laughs> <laughs> because he looks kind of dead. I mean, even realizing that he's a vampire wouldn't help her because she was doomed as soon as she ran into him and, and may have been actually been dead the moment that Buffy bailed her out that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he looks really, really dead, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, but um, she tells him about the growling thing uh, that she was running from and, and that it must have been nothing. And he reassures her that being out at late at night can be scary, especially when there's a vampire in front of you. Um, Which uh, reminds me of Drusilla. With the little Absolutely. Kid in the yes. 
Yes, well, there's a, there's a line of training. I'm sure that Darla pulled off a, a couple of stunts like that, you know, like mm-hmm. at the very, very beginning of the first episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Look at me. I'm all innocent. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you hear something? No? Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I love Darla. Oh, then uh, he plays his ace. And she goes to school with Buffy. She asks if he knows Buffy, and he sure does really well. He offers mm-hmm. to walk Teresa home, and she's relieved and accepts. At the uh, bronze. Oh, that okay. does play into your theory that everyone knows that Buffy is oh, a yeah, player. Absolutely. Because I don't know if they're like, he's like, oh, do you know Larry? She'd be like, ah, bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. Yeah. But Buffy, yeah. that means, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe this is a good guy. Yeah. Like, like he used to be. I mean. Yeah, totally. If he was actually A couple of angel. weeks ago, she would have been golden yes. <laughs> with a, re- a reference was, from Buffy. If he was truly angel instead of Velveteen Angelus. Yes. <laughs> the Velveteen Angelus. <laughs> so soft and squishy and biting. Sharp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah. like a kitty. Yes. <laughs> Pet me, I'm a kitty. Bite, bite, bite. Well, that's, yeah. Just, yeah. Like a, just like a kitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at the bronze, <laughs> Cordy and Willow are bonding over their frustration with Xander. And I love this whole thing. <laughs> they, come, <laughs> they come up with a few gems, including Willow's. He's so busy looking around at everything he doesn't have. He doesn't even realize what he does have. And I'm immediately reminded of the beginning of What's My Line when he was saying that he's a loner despite not wanting to be and complaining to his two best friends about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Two best friends, Sander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cordy points out that Xander should back off Willow because Willow has a dude of her own now. But Willow tells Cordy about Oz's aloofness as far as their physical relationship goes. Cordy wonders what Oz's problem is, and then and she realizes that he's a guy. Both guys, Oz and Xander. Cordy says, who do you think they are? A couple of guys. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> Well, even the costuming like they are both dressed like men they're yeah. wearing like especially man- Cordy. oh yeah and she has her hair back yep. and like she's even like like she's slumped back with her arms oh, crossed yeah. like that uber macho nonchalant oh yeah pose. i mean the, the best part of this whole scene is the explosion of the gender norms and both of these ladies <laughs> both of them want some action for their men folk but they won't put out because they're too busy talking about their feelings <laughs> Which, I hate to say it, but in my experience of having many, many male best friends and and female friends as well, um, this is more like how it actually goes. Yeah, it's more accurate, yes. Yes, this Mm -hmm. is much more accurate. I know a lot of women with really high sex drives that can't quite get enough out of their man than I do the opposite, which we typically (laughs) see in a a society that respects virility and manliness. Right. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yes, <laughs> I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, their bonding is interrupted when the werewolf starts tearing up the bronze. Giles and Buffy pull up outside and Buffy hops out to get to work. I love how Buffy yells coming through and everyone moves out of her way and shuts the door behind her. <laughs> As we've mentioned, even in this whole podcast so far, uh, we've uh, the, the class protector award most certainly doesn't come out of nowhere. And you know that 90% of these kids are like, oh, thank God Buffy's here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and again, this kind of gives me another little bit of justification for that. This is an external perspective. Because when we're in Buffy's POV, mm-hmm. Buffy's covert. She's right. <laughs> She's fine. Nobody knows. She has to keep her secret. Because... Buffy, because she's snarky, gives zero fucks Buffy. She's yeah. like, move so, out yeah. of the way, let me and kill this she's werewolf. Just, and they do. So we're seeing more of the reality of the world, where everybody knows. It's just like, you know, anyone close to Larry probably knew he was gay. Um, You know? Yeah. And, and Well, we would so, hope because nobody overcompensates that hard. Yeah, right? definitely. <laughs> well, his friends are... Wow. So if we're from a more external point of view, 
then we'd be seeing this fresh. Yeah, we'd be seeing it fresh, and we'd actually be seeing Buffy acting like Buffy and everybody allowing her to. Um, and also, this is kind of reflected way back to uh, Prophecy Girl when she walks through the hall with a stake. Yeah, people just walk past her. She's like, "Well, okay." You know? know, that was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, because keep in mind when. Buffy went after Cordelia with a stake mm-hmm. in the very first. Episode, she told everybody. She, she told everybody, everybody she she'd ever known. Yeah, and and I think, I think Buffy's assumption when the girls didn't notice the stake was gosh, Sunnydale syndrome. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's more like, oh, Buffy's going to go slay a vampire. Yeah, like, thank <laughs> God know? someone's doing something about all the neck hemorrhage in this town. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> or neck rupture. Neck Sorry. rupture. Yes. Neck I always want to call it neck hemorrhage, but it's neck rupture. So it's actually it's it's yeah rupture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because all the blood's gone. Yeah. Because the hemorrhage would be kind of like a slope. It, well, it's a hickey. Yeah. And the neck hemorrhage is a hickey. Okay. And yeah. the rupture is like Sunnydale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll uh, get that down by the time we're done with Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Buffy strolls in all Slayer nonchalance and finds the werewolf. She manages to get a chain around its neck and does hold it that way for a few seconds. But she only weighs as much as one of my steel-toed boots. And so <laughs> it's eventually able to get leverage on her. I toss her into a drum set and escape through the window. Later, Kane is bitching at her for not murdering what amounts to a very human person under a curse. He's all blah blah misogynist cakes, and Giles comes to her defense. <laughs> so Kane insults him some more. Clearly, he hasn't realized what a fan Giles is of kicking people in the kidney, or he'd be a little more respectful. Ooh, yeah, and <laughs> the Ripper is strong with this one. He's try- he's like breathing in in with the blue air, out with the red air. Like yeah. he's trying to calm down. <laughs> it's, it's just, and you can see it like in the shoulders. He's like. Like, yes yeah, it's a it's yeah it's good brilliant acting <laughs> yeah uh, kane tells buffy that anyone the werewolf hurts from now on will be totally her fault and we know that buffy will blame herself for that anyway so that was unnecessary yeah, of him even though it's kind of totally not it just like, it's a werewolf it happens uh, I mean, yeah come on. well and if kane hadn't been around to like make things worse at the beginning and even slow them down maybe they would have figured it out indeed you don't know <laughs> uh, she informs him that she lives with that kind of guilt all the time and, of course, he doesn't feel any guilt about killing humans who have been cursed. So, whatever, Kane. Uh, he yeah, leaves. it is kind of an empty guilt trip, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, <laughs> if she has to feel guilty, so do you, you douchebag. Well, he, he's sort of a... I mean, aren't we, we're really getting into kind of that dehumanizing, typical stereotype of a racist or a Nazi? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're, I mean, the mind furrier is, is, yeah, is, there's uh, a reason for that one. It's yeah. The, yeah. It's uh, dehumanizing your victim mm-hmm. pretty much. So mm-hmm. you can do horrible, horrible Absolutely. things to them. Yeah. Yep. And they don't deserve to leave it live even when they are human, despite right. the fact that they are human, but humans are valuable. So, yep. Yep. That's <laughs> a fun little case study. Isn't that great? Yeah. Uh, he leaves, and Giles, who looks like he wants nothing more than to take Kane apart, calls him a pillock under his breath. <laughs> And she's uh, like, be Giles, be Giles, be Giles. <laughs> and uh, Pillock uh, basically just means idiot, but sounds completely dirty and offensive, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I love the Brits. Uh, <laughs> First time I ever heard Pillock, I thought of little baby um, pill bugs. Oh, you know, like cute. potato bugs? Yeah, and they'd, like a Pillock. Like shaking a fist at you, like, I hate yeah, you. Like, and a Pillock would be like a baby. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Which I found out are not bugs. They're crustaceans. Really? Yeah. Pill bugs, roly polies, potato bugs, whatever you call them mm-hmm. by the region where you live, they're crustaceans. That's really awesome. Yeah. Kind of like a trilobite. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, they're, they're related to um, 
the the little guys who live in like volcanoes or something like that, like undersea volcano. I can't remember. Alex is. I, I I was I was so excited to know a cool fact. I ran and told my boyfriend, who of course knew about twenty volumes of an encyclopedia <laughs> more about the entire subject that I never thought to look up. Um, because that's just the kind of bastard he is. I just know that they're cute. They are cute. They're cute. I like them, and yep. you can go. Wee. Yeah, you can roll them around. Yep. Yep. Uh, in one of the scary alleys that Sunnydale is full of, the werewolf is f- sniffing along uh, a blood trail, and he finds Teresa's body and Angela standing over it and snarling in vamp face, and they face off, and Angelus backs down and leaves. Uh, in the woods, Buffy returns from searching for the werewolf to find that Giles is having a little nap in the car. <laughs> he mumbles about how he's okay, and I'd like to complete the sentence for him. 40, Giles. You're 40 or over, and that's really all you need to say. <laughs> and I feel you, my friend. The only time I stay up late anymore is when I have insomnia. <laughs> he asks if Buffy saw any werewolf signs, and she's disappointed that she didn't. Giles gets all ready to leave, but Buffy calls his attention to the report on the radio. The announcer says that a human body apparently connected to the animal mutilations has been found. They've also identified the victim as Teresa. Giles reassures her that they'll get the werewolf, and if they don't, they'll have a month to figure out who it is before the problem happens again, and Buffy is clearly already feeling guilty. At dawn in the forest, we see that the werewolf is passed out on his back, and one of my cats (laughs) sleeps that way. (laughs) Uh, It transforms back into its human form, which is a naked Oz. He sits up and comments as is Oz's way. Huh. (laughs) Oz is no dummy, though. He calls his aunt and asks if perhaps his nephew is a werewolf, and indeed he is. My favorite, this is one of my favorite scenes in all of Buffy, because it's just, there's so much character, and the set dressers like we commented mm-hmm. like this looks like oz's house like he probably yeah. has two professor parents who travel all the time and he's old enough to be home alone and yeah you know I mean, like there's, there's, he's yeah. like 17 and a half there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. him being yeah. home alone. and there's like behind him there's like a wine box with stuff in it and a van's box yep so it's like you know somebody's a recycler yep absolutely um, yeah <laughs> or an upcycler <laughs> i guess but yeah just this this storytelling the one-sided phone conversation storytelling i know i love it <laughs> and i have this image of oz's family sitting around being completely unimpressed about everything like like uh, like oz is like werewolf yep yeah oh. like vampires <laughs> that actually explains a lot no, i think his whole family is like that oh yeah <laughs> uh, at school oz is having a very quiet freak out as we would expect from him oh and he's now wearing a red checkered shirt so he's finally like it's starting to catch up with him not a lot He's not wearing like a full red shirt, like danger, danger, or, you know. But like he's, is he's thrown off. He's a little wounded, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, he's a yeah. little thrown off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like I like the integration of this, that little touch. Yeah, absolutely. But he also has like the Buddha underneath. Of course. The green he, Buddha well, shirt. Trying to, well, yeah, and that will be. New that York will be yoga. A, <laughs> that will be uh, a foreshadowing level important later. Yes. <laughs> very, very important. And I love that they showed yeah. it right here. Even absolutely. though I don't think they knew that that's what they were going to do later. I think so. Well, yeah. we're assuming that they knew everything. But yes, we're doing me, our thought experiment. I'm, a, I'm assuming that the story is complete, but I don't know that the writers and set and, and costumers knew. Right. Because I'm assuming the story writes itself. Right. If you get out of the way of story, the story creates itself yes. and it's complete and, and perfect. And in keeping with our thought experiment, it sure is intriguing that um, we've got the, the meditation mm-hmm. and the centering underneath the scary werewolf vibe. Yes, <laughs> yes. definitely. Like that might be a key to it eventually. <laughs> Uh, in the library, Buffy has concluded that Kane was right about killing werewolves. She's mostly frustrated and venting, I would think. But unfortunately, Oz walks in just then. He asks what is going on and finds that it's possible he killed Teresa. 
He's horrified. Uh, Buffy is predictably feeling guilty and that she didn't stop it when she had the chance. They mention they have one more night of werewolf craziness and Oz looks like he's going to puke. Xander's just sure that the human form of a werewolf is making fun of them. Okay, Xander. That's good. (laughs) Not listening earlier, were we? Uh, Oz is wondering if there's a way to figure out who that person would be. And Xander just jumps right in, claiming to be an expert in animal behavior because of what happened in the pack. (laughs) Of course, Xander has... (laughs) Xander has forgotten that in order to avoid any kind of consequences, he told everyone he didn't remember all the terrible shit when he did, he did when he was possessed by a hyena. So he's just busted himself about not only remembering all of it, but also lying about it, which is so bad. <laughs> and it's extra important because he got out of apologizing to his friends for the shit that he did, even though all he had to do at the time was be like, I'm so sorry. I know and because they would because everybody would acknowledge he had no control over mm-hmm. himself, but it's the lying that's the problem. It's true. But we do have a couple forces at work here that explain why he didn't. One, he's Buffy's heart. Buffy doesn't own up. True, ever. Two, he's a teenage boy. <laughs> yeah. Like these are still all teenagers. As as a gentle listener commented recently, these are still teenagers. Like, yes. Even though they're taking on very adult roles. You know, well, and, and we are, I, we are I do try to give people humans. a little bit of, yes, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, I, I do love his little like uh, giggle snort. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Giles's expression behind like, oh, this finally caught up to you. Yeah, see it? that, that part, <laughs> but that part is what, what starts to tick me off. So, cause, cause I mean, let's not forget that one of the things he did was try to rape Buffy, rape, mm-hmm. tried to rape her. As close as we get until the actual try to rape happens. True. Although Buffy's never actually in danger up until the big one. Two. Still. So it's yeah. worth an apology. Mm-hmm. So and now he's using that. And I'm I'm trying to look at this the way Buffy is looking at this. Okay. So Buffy laughs it off, true. Mm-hmm. She acts like ha ha ha. But there's no way this doesn't bother her. Because he tried to rape her and then he lied mm-hmm. about not remembering. And she hesitated in that episode when she was like, oh, should I just let this go or not? She hesitated and mm-hmm. she didn't pursue it because he said he didn't remember. That's true. Well, and and it, so here it is. Yeah. It comes out when he is, he's using this so he can act like some kind of expert on animal possession, pretty much to show up Oz in front of Willow because he's still got that weird jealousy thing going on. Oh, I didn't really pick up on that. Because he's huh. he's doing he's like fronting in front of That's Oz. True, yeah. and like well, I'm the big expert, look at me. He's, he's also acting as the opposite of Oz. Because like look at their costumes. Like we've got red and right. blue. Um everyone's kind of wearing a little bit of red, blue or green in this in this scene. But you know, like he's in direct juxtaposition. So he's showing the other side. Right. Of what it's like to you know, he was an animal and didn't handle it well. Oz is a truly an animal. And he's handling it way very, better than Xander did. Very well. Yeah. yeah, way better than Xander did. And well, because Xander is, I mean, he's hitting some very high levels of douchebag, I gotta say. Um, and Buffy, and we can tell this bothers Buffy because she's the one who calls him out on being a lying dick. And that's when he laughs it off so he can continue to act like a big man. And he still doesn't apologize at Mm -hmm. all if he had apologized everything would be fine if he had acted a little ashamed of lying i mean this is a big fucking lie (laughs) right (laughs) it is but this isn't it's also not who xander is and we need to continue to push xander like he has a lot of growth to do and we have to keep pushing it yes you know like it's not obviously we don't have a lot of growth and because this is kind of an external willow centered 
you know, like I think that's part of the reason it's sort of an external mm-hmm. centered, you know, episode because she has been sort of orbiting the giant hairball of doom. <laughs> right. You know, like Willow hasn't been that involved. Well, She's just been the cheerleader. Well, and I think this might be one of the reasons that we're seeing Xander's being such a douchebag too. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, this is the external point of view. This is, yeah. um, we see Buffy as she really is. And right now we see Xander being the douchiest little douche fuck mm-hmm. ever. Like well, laughing and, off, almost raping his friend and then lying to her about it. Yeah. You know? Which is, and I don't think we're supposed to necessarily be thinking about that point exactly. Cause there were some funny parts of what he doesn't remember, like eating the pig. And that was kind of funny. <laughs> Slow-mo walking. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just go mm-hmm. back to, you know, this mm-hmm. is some, something that Buffy consciously held herself back from, from going yeah. after him about because, and the only reason is because he lied. The only, the only way he, and he, the only reason he lied was to get out of apologizing. Yeah. Oh no, I, like, I agree. Just fucking apologize. Just think, you know, it's, it's just kind of, it's an interesting perspective to look at where he is being, he's acting as several different things, right? Right. He's acting as Buffy's heart, which is all Slayer. So he doesn't give a shit. Um, right. cause Buffy's heart doesn't give a shit. You know, yeah. lies, doesn't apologize, doesn't take accountability, accountability, and doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it's very um, true. We're also showing juxtap- juxtaposition for Willow because this is Willow's growth pattern. We need to gr- get her from point A to point B where she's weak little girly girl to where she's actually able to do something active um, and take action. So seeing Xander be like this and have him be honest and be in direct juxtaposition to Oz in this moment where they're relating their animal stories where he's, he's doing it internally and we have mm-hmm. an exact ending. One's internal, one's external, one's horrible, one's good, you know? Right. Um, I think that's part of what's going to move her as right. well. Yeah. I would, I would so, agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, it's interesting that it, I mean, he kind of reminds me of Kane in the scene a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see like, that. Oh, it's, it's a human. It's, I don't, it's, oh, yeah. it's a human, you know, all but three days of the month. I don't care. It's a werewolf mm-hmm. and I kill it. Hey, I lied to my friend for however long to get out of apologizing, even though I didn't have to do any of that kind of stuff. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Well, it's, he also has the, you know, slayer, vampire, dead vampire mentality as well. The slayer heart, you know, where he doesn't like Angel. Yeah. He wants Angel to go away the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yes. Up until he's friends with Angel and then Angel does go away. <laughs> yes, and then so, yeah. finally misses him. Well, yeah. it's, I mean, that's Xander's way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He likes yeah. something. <laughs> he doesn't like something <laughs> until it goes away and then he liked it the whole time. Well, oh, Buffy with Riley. Yeah, that would be the Slayer Heart going yep, on, right? That is well, and who talked her into that doing that? Xander. Yeah, <laughs> Slayer Heart. It's just... Fickle, fickle little thing. Um, yeah, it is, it's interesting to watch. And I, I also get good fun out of it because it's kind of funny. Yeah, this it's, one kind of bothers I, me. I think it's just funny. I want to punch him in the face. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mostly because I could, I mean, it's and it's kind of Buffy taking her own medicine, you know, mm-hmm. in that one. But I yeah. can tell it really bothers but her. And they're still, yeah, but they're still in harmony. They're still dressed in the same colors. Oh, She's yeah. wearing blue. He's yeah. wearing blue. Um, and Willow is synced up with Oz in all of her colors. And a little bit Xander, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so ultimately they're not going to come out of this in terrible shape, according to the costuming and the background music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Xander's uh, douchebagging leads him in Larry's direction because Larry is big and scary and was bitten by a dog. Oz <laughs> breathes a sigh of relief and Buffy mentions Larry's treatment of Teresa. So it's a good enough theory, I suppose, even though it's totally wrong. Uh, Xander declares that he's going to force a confession out of Larry and, well, he will do that, I suppose. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he does. He does not. Not that his douchebaggery pays off, or that it's it is in any way paid back by what's about to happen. But we do get a little bit of karma. 
Just a little bit. With how uncomfortable he makes everybody and then yeah. how uncomfortable he's about to be made. I enjoy it very much. It is. It's pretty. <laughs> it's a pretty good movement. Yeah. Uh, Giles tells Willow to check the files on the rest of the students and see if anyone fits the profile that they're looking for. And I'm not sure what that profile would be. But uh, Willow doesn't object, so she seems to know. Perhaps they talked about it before. Uh, I would imagine they probably did. Uh, Giles asks Buffy to come with him because he has a plan B. Uh, Buffy still is still an angry slayer, a mood that probably wasn't improved after finding out that Xander lied to her for almost their entire friendship. Uh, says again that she's very excited about killing the werewolf. And poor Oz. Uh, Willow asks if Oz is okay because he looks really freaked out. Willow says Oz kind of knew Teresa. And I kind of wish they'd elaborated on that uh, if they're using the relationship to the victim as something suspicious, this should suggest that Oz should be profiled. And depending on what their relationship was, it might also indicate that werewolves aren't completely unthinking and primal, I have to say, because werewolf Oz didn't do anything to Teresa's body. You know, I was wondering about that. I think it might be because she was turning into a vampire. And vampires don't taste very good. Yeah. Yuck. I mean, we, we see Pretty that uh, Angelus rejects fish guy. So, I mean, he doesn't is... bite him, though. Huh? Yeah, he does bite him. Werewolf Oz didn't even yeah, well, snuffle around, have, Teresa. Yeah, well, he, he sniffed and growled and stuff, but then Angelus backs off. So, I mean, it could be it could be either way. It could yeah. be that he recognized Teresa. It could also be that she's already been turned into a vampire and she's kind of fighting on the same team. Yeah. You know? Or they probably, well, they probably taste yucky. Yeah. But yeah, he obviously doesn't have a problem with dead meat. Because <laughs> no. he goes after meat meat. Yeah, later. exactly. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, he does eat somebody who's dead, been dead for a while. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so that was a long road to get to a red herring, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Oz says he's trying not to think about any of this, and good luck with that. Uh, Willow tries to convince him to help with the research for most of the night, and Buffy comes back in time to see Oz make an excuse and run off, like literally run off. Uh, one would think that this would raise some alarm bells, and Buffy does look a little suspicious on a slayer level but seems to mostly be i don't know she dismisses the teenage stuff i guess well she's so her mind is elsewhere like there is no way that giles (laughs) her mind's like on on plan b like hey i mean her mind is is just he's caught up in the whole werewolf thing and figuring it out there's Mm -hmm. no way that giles would have okayed xander Going after the werewolf if he wasn't distracted alone, and giddy. If he was, because he is, he's distracted. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, go go ahead and do that. He's and all he's Xander, all moon like, pie all the time. Right now. Yeah, and and like Xander runs off to go confront Larry when they should be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't confront the werewolf. <laughs> yeah, um, even though they're not a werewolf right now, like what who, humans could be like, oh yeah, you got me, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> well, especially Giles would have pointed out he probably doesn't know he's a werewolf, Xander. Yeah. Because Giles, in the earlier his, his earlier briefing on werewolves, said they probably don't even know they're werewolves. <laughs> yeah, he does. So he does what what we have coined in our family the dad I'm reading answer. Hmm? Yeah, okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, he yeah, is so pretty Buffy's distracted. mind is is not focused on the problem. Yeah. It's elsewhere. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, in the locker room of death and occasionally gayness, Xander <laughs> finds Larry. Xander startles him uh, rather predatorily, I have to say. Yeah. And uh, Larry suggests he wear a bell, sort it's... of like Xander suggested for Angel when he was uh, going through his sneaking up on everyone phase. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Also, Larry wearing beige. <laughs> yeah, nice scary beige. Yeah, not. very scary beige. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice the bell thing. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> uh, Xander sees this as proof that Larry is a werewolf, of course, because Xander is kind of an idiot sometimes. <laughs> Larry threatens him with violence, and after the way Xander has behaved, it would not be unwelcome. 
<laughs> Xander says he knows Larry's secrets, like what he's been doing at night. <laughs> Which, wow, Xander. <laughs> uh, Larry threatens more violence. Xander says that everyone is going to find out Larry's secret, and it hasn't occurred to Xander at all that even if Larry were the werewolf, he likely has no idea he is one for reasons of Sunnydale Syndrome and many other things, including every werewolf movie you've ever seen. <laughs> They're always surprised. Yeah, no, they are. They're always surprised. <laughs> they do but what Oz did and wake up so we're naked. They're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> but Xander thinks that the werewolf experience is like his hyena experience, exactly. where he knew he was a hyena. Exactly. And, uh, you know, he's not even thinking that maybe... The nightlife is when you like to bookie on the disco. (laughs) Yes, he's not thinking that Larry loves the nightlife. No. (laughs) So Larry, thinking that Xander is blackmailing him, uh, asks if he wants money. Xander says he wants to help, which I sure as shit couldn't tell by the way he's been acting up until this point. That was kind of a abrupt, Xander. I'm going to threaten you, and then I want to help you. He goes from from threatening to almost seductive. Yeah, he's giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sending out some some vibes. Very much. He's, he's if you want to write that flash, <laughs> slash. If you want to write that slash, info at com. We should just go ahead and make a little slash section. A little <laughs> over eighteen will. login slash section. We should. <laughs> you can submit. <laughs> totally I am serious. Should. If you send it, if I get more than two, it's going to happen. Nice. If you have any Buffy slash that you like or you have done, that's send true. It. Yeah. yeah, send it over Even from from forever ago. Yeah, like from any time. I know there's a lot of fanfic out there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I mean, I think it would be super fun because we are obviously an NSFW right and podcast. We could be. Um, in case these other sites go down or something, we could be a repository for it. I mean, if you just want to make totally. sure that your fanfic is backed up, just send it to us and we'll yeah, put it on. Yeah, send it to us. We have unlimited storage and all that shit. So, yeah. yeah. Like, send it over. We'll, we'll put it up. little over 18 warning on the top. And, Absolutely. Yep. Have at it. So, and if you want to write something original, we will give you publication credits. Totally. Uh, and if you do want to submit anything to the blogs. Oh, yeah. 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 Send, send it over. Yeah. If you yep. have anything to submit, if you have any little theses type things, if you want to even write an essay about why you love Buffy and why you came to Buffy or how it saved your life. I mean, I, I would love to keep expanding this website to whatever it needs to be. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll make um, a reader blog. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I'll, you know, I'll edit it up. So even if you're not good at, you know, if you feel like you're not good at punctuation or whatever, um, I'll make sure everything looks good. Yeah, it's not it's like a professional writer or whatever. Yeah, so, I totally yeah. am a professional writer and she'll, editor. And she'll pretty stuff up yeah, for you. I'll pretty it up. And hey, if you need somebody good. to edit your your fanfic, Snart will do it. Absolutely, yes. Writer and editor for hire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Except for our gentle listeners, you'll do it for free. Oh, totally, yeah. For hire <laughs> is super cheap. Just because um, we, we will like do it, it for your adoration. And <laughs> or just listening to the reviews. podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like it... If you send us stuff, if we have somewhere to put it, we'll, or even if we don't, we'll make somewhere to put it. Yep. Um, we it's really easy. Love. It takes like, takes like five seconds yeah, to make a like new tab. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll edit it up. I'll make it look good. And then you can actually expand your resume, um, your writing resume, by having a credit on a website that's going to be up for a really, really long time. Yep. We're going to keep this thing around. So, yeah, please send that over. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Uh, Larry wonders if Xander thinks he has some kind of cure for his condition, and there really aren't any of those, no. Larry. No, uh, unless you ha- unless you count what eventually happens to you and most of the other gay folks on TV. Even though I'd imagine you're just as gay in the afterlife. <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> jumping ahead a bit. <laughs> Xander says he knows what Larry is going through, and Larry is getting more and more distressed. 
Xander says he's been there and says Larry needs to get it off his chest, his big manly chest. <laughs> Larry has fantastic skin. Can I just say? He does. <laughs> I want to know what he he's uses. He's a good looking dude. He is. He should, I mean, Xander shouldn't be worried because no. Larry can get a hot dude. Like, oh, yeah. hello. Yeah. <laughs> totally. He's good looking. He's kind of Grecian looking, you know? He like, is. He's got he that is. kind of Greek statue <laughs> thing. Does. Yeah. Um. Larry is worried about his reputation as a big popular jock, though. Xander warns that uh, someone else might get hurt. Larry says, though, that he won't be able to play football or even live in town anymore if everyone knows he's gay. And no, they're both shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Larry, because he said it out loud, and Xander, because he's kind of an idiot. (laughs) Yes, although, I'm going to say Xander handles this better. Yes. Then Buffy handles Willow coming Absolutely. out. Despite his shock and despite his douchery Absolutely. and his predatory nature when he comes in, he's still better than Buffy. Absolutely. Because Buffy finds out that her best friend is gay. Yes. And she flips out. And she should have put that picture together a lot sooner than she did. Like, there was at least foreshadowing for Buffy. She could at least, like, connect the dots in her head and have that moment of, like, uh, do, right, do, do, do. right. Oh. Xander went and expecting a werewolf and getting a queer like yeah. that's, and <laughs> like, he still handles it better. Did, he does it better than Buffy. Yes. Yeah, yes, so, yeah. absolutely. Well, because, hmm, well, Larry will explain that in just a second. <laughs> Continue on. There. So, uh, Larry tells Xander what an inspiration he is, helping him come out and all and all that stuff with his vast limp-wristed experience. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Larry isn't bad at psychology, though, and this is where it might relate to Buffy. He says that all the times he beat the crap out of Xander, it must have been because Xander embodied so much of the gayness Larry hated in himself. And I really wish Buffy had been here for that crash course in projection. (laughs) (laughs) But it probably wouldn't have made much of a difference, even if she had been. Because perhaps Buffy overreacts a tad because she's not entirely straight. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, why else would it bother you? This is your best friend. That's true. Who has never come on to you ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, why on earth would that even phase you for a second? Even oh. in the late nineties, early two thousands. That is good, especially for a character who jokes about you know I'm the Slayer. Ask me how. Right. You know who has the gay talk with her mom when she comes out as a Slayer. Right. You know, like you would think that Buffy would be a little better prepared for this. Well, it's because it hit the sensitive spot. Yes. Because, you know, Faith <laughs> at that point is like two miles away in a coma. <laughs> if oh, I recall yeah. correctly. Yes. Good point. Like, yeah, yes. at that point, Faith is kind of like the, the uh, Winchester brother in hell. That they... Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally like Adam. <laughs> yeah, Adam. Adam? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That we forget about until the musical episode. No, we continue to forget about him. Oh, God, I love that Even so when much. they go to hell, they don't get him back. <laughs> I love that. Oh, so um, so yeah. I mean, there, there's a, there's a reason why Buffy reacts worse than Xander, even though it's her best friend. And Xander, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy who's bullied him, and and you know, yeah, yeah. Because as Larry pointed out, it's the thing you hate most in yourself that makes you freak out about this kind of thing, <laughs> which is also psychology 101. Absolutely, and the aspect of the moon card in tarot mm-hmm. and the moon influence on psyche. Yep. So. Too bad Buffy wasn't there to make a note or two. Yeah. Oh, she wouldn't have. <laughs> I know she, she wouldn't. She flunked the written. Spadge <laughs> <No. laughs> didn't take the oral with faith. <clears throat> <laughs> she would have done way no. better. But him ching. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Xander tries to tell Larry that he isn't gay, but Larry promises not to out him. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and here's what I'm going to say. So from the queer here. <laughs> so, yes, Xander is freaking out a little bit. And yes, a lot of people kind of hate him during this part, but as much as I would also love to hate him for this as well, since he pissed me off so much early in the episode, he's a teenage boy, and he's never been popular. And honestly, I wouldn't want anyone running around telling everyone I like Dick either. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, I'm um, okay with it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> the unlikable, on-the-surface little track Xander will be taking through the rest of the episode. A bit. Uh, with Larry. Actually, it serves an important purpose in the plot. Uh, this is something this show and Angel the Series will do at least a few times. And what they do here is they take uh, a character we don't like, like Larry, who has been a dickbag both before and during this episode. And they need to make sure that we do like him. And they need to do it fast. So... They take an established character we already like, a character we will go back to liking again with no problem at all, and we make that character act like an asshole. Uh, this makes us sympathize immediately with the character that needs to be sympathetic. Uh, off the top of my head, there are, there are two other times, and I'm sure there are more, that we see this um, on Angel the Series uh, with Buffy and Faith and Angel and Lindsay. Uh, we'll keep our eyes out for others and gentle listeners. If you know of some places on Buffy or on other shows where they do this, any other shows, please let us know because this is a fascinating bit of narrative psychology and it's everywhere. I can think of an episode of Person of Interest that does this as well. And we'll most definitely start, uh, we'll talk about that when we get to covering that show. <laughs> uh, it's sort of like the writers rip away the target of our empathy. So our empathy latches on to the nearest character. Does that make sense? It's Igon. It's the Igon it empathy. Is. It's the Igon thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, uh-huh. I mean, as much as we ourselves are, are, are okay with how Xander's acting in this, I mean, it's, it's more mm-hmm. understandable and everything. It really is... I mean, he is acting a little out of character, a little weird, uh-huh. and he's being predatory and odd and homophobic. And so our natural inclination is kind of to pull away from him. And who's the nearest person? Oh, it's Larry. We got to feel bad for Larry because this guy is being kind of a dick to Larry. So. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's at the time that was a shock for the audience, too. Like, because they set us up to think Larry was the werewolf. He had the bite. He was predatory. We've we've seen him beat Xander up before. Mm -hmm. He saw him as the pirate where he was going after Buffy. Yes, the butt Um, pirate, yes. Yeah, (laughs) the butt (laughs) pirate, yes. (laughs) So, I mean, as much as in retrospect, we can say, oh, my God, he was so compensating for something. Uh, In this episode, Mm -hmm. we were set up for the linear path of assuming he was the, the werewolf. And even after knowing that Oz was, we still don't know that there's only one werewolf. True. So he still hasn't been completely exonerated from the possibility. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't know what he's going to admit to being. And it was kind of like an, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. That was kind Absolutely. of my episode. I went through a few, a, yeah. a few levels of, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Oh. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> In the library, Buffy asks Willow how her profiling is coming along. And Willow says that based on school records, there's one clear suspect. Buffy says that someone else started all of those and it isn't her fault. <laughs> <laughs> Willow advises her to count to ten when she's angry, and Buffy starts counting. (laughs) With that little smile. (laughs) One, two. (laughs) Buffy asks what's up with Oz, and Willow says she's 
sure she was just rejected. And Willow, he ran away. There's something else yeah. going on. Yeah. Uh, Buffy goes off about how crappy guys are. And, and see, this is what I'm saying. It really is a shame Faith isn't here. <laughs> because I think Buffy would have been even more receptive to her flirting. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is something that Faith tries to use like, to get to, to get to Buffy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Buffy would have been halfway there already in this episode. Yeah, very true. Yeah, <laughs> she's... Like, Men are beasts? Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> what, where are we going with this? Making out? Okay, yeah. let's do that. <laughs> well, the only man she's really had in her life for a while is definitely... A... Yep. <laughs> we'll get further evidence of that in a minute. <laughs> Uh, Buffy tells Willow to make the first move, but Willow worries that that will make her a, a, a slut. What the fuck kind of Willow? For fuck's sake. Willow. I swear, Sunnydale is really Mayberry with a hell mouth. I know, but see, this takes us back to the projection stated in the 1-800-I'm a skanky hoe. Mm-hmm. This just takes us right back there, and we make some slut jokes and stuff. I'm more okay with it being made about yourself than someone else. Um, All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I mean, I, I think... Buffy's wondering if she's a, a slut. Yep. Buffy's because wondering she, if she's a slut. She didn't make the first move, but she made the last one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the one that mattered. Yes. <laughs> the, throwing her boyfriend down on the bed yes. move. Yes. Yes. Um, so Buffy reassures her that it won't hurt her reputation, and at least Buffy seems to be realizing that Willow is being ridiculous at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Willow longs for the days of boys pulling her pigtails in school or whatever, and um, and then Xander walks up and slaps Buffy on the arm, <laughs> which is a nice touch. But you know, shut up, Xander. Yeah, you can still fuck off. Yeah. Also giving us a little hint that Xander, I think the show's trying to tell us that Xander still has a little tiny crush on Buffy. Yeah. And then I love that Buffy just glares at him. I know. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> like, I'd probably step back a little bit because Slayer, Slayer's angry. Yeah. That's angry Slayer. You just kind of. <laughs> no, Slayer is prickly all over. Like, mm-hmm. she's just been hurt in a huge way. <laughs> right. So, yeah. She's a little hedgehog right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's just her yeah. little spines all sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, though, I prefer her being anti-dude to her trying to damsel herself every day of the week yes. like when Angel's around. So oh, yes. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, Willow <laughs> says that she has to go make sure Cordelia is on the right track with the history homework. And Xander panics because his best friend is getting along with his girlfriend. And yes, they've absolutely been comparing notes, as we saw earlier. But <laughs> if you panic in this situation, you're probably worried because you're an asshole. <laughs> it's a simple solution. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> and any relationships I've been in, I've been perfectly happy. My friends have been friends with my girlfriend because right. I'm not an asshole. They can compare all the notes they want. <laughs> Xander has an uphill battle. <laughs> this is like, we're starting from when we see his family. We see where he started from as little tadpole. And he's, he's barely making it up to frog legs at this point. But I'm just saying. If you want to not ever worry about what your girlfriend is going to say to your best friend, don't mm-hmm. be an asshole. Yeah. Be nice to them. Might Although, be a good idea. And the heart is worried what the spirit might say to the alter ego. Yeah, and it should be worried. Uh, Buffy asks how it went with Larry, and Xander launches right into homophobic Xander. <laughs> Getting super defensive because he's been within 10 feet of a queer. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make fun of this, but I'm still thinking he's fine. Yeah. It's fine. This is, this is we're really, within the realm of t- typical... Teenage boys. Teenage yeah, boy in a heteronormative Absolutely. society. 
who hasn't been exposed to a lot of out gay people. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, like, but I'm still going to I'm still going to make fun oh, of it yeah, because, because it's because it's funny. And we're also playing it to the joke. Yeah. He is the joke. He's <laughs> yes. the punchline in this because Larry's fine. Everything Larry does is yes. absolutely straight absolutely. line. And Xander's the squiggly line. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as much as the hyena lying bullshit pissed mm-hmm. me off. I'm totally fine with how Xander acts with Larry. Xander says Larry isn't the werewolf and want that, wants that to be the end of the conversation and then he freaks out some more. <laughs> and poor Buffy trying to navigate her weird ass friends in this episode, I feel for her. And at times like this, I'm really happy to be an introvert because my hobbies and my pets are just fine. <laughs> Thank you very much. And they don't tell me that girls shouldn't punch shit or lie to me for a year. So, <laughs> and hey, it's Cthulhu playing piano on Buffy's locker. Oh, look at that. It's back. Our Zodiac wheel is just right front and center in this scene. No sign of Lomano, though, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, flown off and entered into Buffy's psyche. It's <laughs> winged right in there. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah, that... merged with it like she leaned up against it one day and it just yeah, infused just... itself into her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, and that reinforces the whole... No, my I I just think it reinforces my whole tarot reading of the moon card so being too. a big influence. It, on yeah, this. that it's popping up now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also popping up, it's literally between Buffy and Xander. Mm-hmm. And before we thought perhaps uh, it was telling us because I think, yeah, it was it was telling us that uh, perhaps um, uh, Buffy and Angel were not meant to be. And I think right here it's telling us that Buffy and Xander ain't gonna ever happen. Yeah, ever. you can see that. There's also yeah. the sun and moon, and Xander has some some characteristics in common. With both Angel and Angelus. Well, they just, and Larry just made that comment about the bell. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. the little callback kind a little of bit, Yeah. And as we saw, when when Angel's shadow self, Spike, got taken out of the picture, Angel had to fill in the blanks on his own and incorporate a little bit of Spike into himself. He had to take back that, those parts of himself. So if there was any part of Xander being held by the presence of Angel as a shadow, that shadow is now gone. And Xander has to pick up the pieces and figure right. out how to make it work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So Cthulhu playing piano is doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that was like five hours. It was a, yeah. It was a long such search. a long time. If yeah. you want to see this, it's it's on our blog. It's on, it's my on blog Jen's thing. blog. Yes. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes yes. so you can see it and you can read all the other glorious things that are on Jen's blog. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Buffy's kind of bummed because they no longer have a lead suspect since Larry's been cleared. Xander finally turns back into himself for a second and reassures her that she is still a badass slayer. Buffy, though, is, as we knew she would, blaming herself for Teresa getting killed. And then Cthulhu playing piano must have some kind of invigorating effect on Slayer CSI because <laughs> just standing by it has made Buffy realize that Teresa may not have been killed by a werewolf. <laughs> Because the news didn't mention anything about like biting. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> just, just, I just keep picturing the the cantina. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, the Star Wars cantina. Yeah, it's it's actually yeah. it's that guy, but you know, Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah. That's how I picture it too. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, she recalls that none of the reports on Teresa's killing said anything about a mauling, which would tend to be a werewolf's calling card. One would think. Uh, at the funeral home, Buffy lifts Teresa's scarf to find telltale vampy bite bite marks. And Xander tries to see the bright side, but there really isn't one. And that corpse is in red. It's going to wake up. Yeah. (laughs) Bright red. That's a bright red, man. There is no, no (laughs) one buries somebody in red in Sunnydale. It's not happening. (laughs) That corpse is coming back. Yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, Buffy still blames herself. Uh, she will. Uh, and she signs the guest book for Teresa, and Xander tells her about all the good she's done in Sunnydale, including saving him and Willow many, many times over. Oh, and uh, Teresa's a vampire. Uh, she's a pretty peppy vampire, too. Uh, she gets Buffy on the floor, and they wrestle around a bit. Buffy gets the edge rather easily, though, and is just about to use one of her improvised stakes on Teresa when she throws Buffy off by saying that Angel sends his love. Buffy is distracted enough that Teresa gets the upper hand, but Xander stakes her. Buffy's pretty freaked out, saying Angel's name quietly. Xander helps her up, and she hugs him, worried about how Angelus is going to keep doing this kind of thing to her until he breaks her. Uh, Xander reassures her, and they have what has been described as a little moment, but I'm really not sure what to make of it. Uh, she looks at him, and he gives her a reassuring smile, and that seems to be the end of it. But then Xander says, oh, no, my life's not too complicated, like something just happened. And, okay, we might be out of our depth here <laughs> with, no. my, with my Kinsey Six and your asexuality. But <laughs> were, we, were we supposed to see some kind of sexual tension no. here or something? I totally have this figured out. Okay. I have this figured out. Because okay. I'm so confused. No. So. Because <laughs> I'm just going to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> if that half second of nothing was a moment all the stuff that buffy does with faith can be measured at hardcore sex levels right (laughs) yeah totally no totally but i i I understand why people read this as a moment because there is like the way they look at each other and the way it's framed it's kind of like normally when people go in for a kiss right but but there's no movement at all there's no movement and there's no chemistry so because when we know we know when there's chemistry like we start sensing the chemistry between like cordy and xander like season one right um so no what i think it is is xander is everyone's in crisis everyone's reinvestigating themselves everyone's churning through their own muck because the moon makes people weird yeah so we're seeing willow do it we're seeing buffy do it where you know giles is distracted by werewolves so much that he laughed at xander's joke (laughs) right um you know he's pretty crisp and clear on the mission but he's nowhere else like the mind have you noticed the mind doesn't talk about angel once no, it does completely not. Completely off angel. it's like, la, 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 the la, mind, la. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mind is completely away from everything except for hunting this werewolf and mm-hmm. getting it. Um, as so, Buffy is in the library when she's, I'm going to kill a werewolf, I'm going to kill a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, totally. So she's focused on that. The spirit is dealing with her own stuff with Oz, who's also in love with a werewolf, who is someone who is sometimes good and sometimes bad. Well, mm-hmm. isn't that just a big shocker? <laughs> um, so... Xander, when he's talking about Willow, mentions being a musician and has that little a bit of a wistfulness. And then we have the little hit where it's like, oh, yeah, if they like you, they just come up and hit you on the arm. And then he swats Buffy on the arm. Mm-hmm. As Xander's going through his self-inventory, as he's processing his grief about Angel and the moon and everything else, he's uncovered there's still a bit of a crush on Buffy. If we remember Xander's, and he oh, also... Because, because all he's doing, as Willow said, is looking around at what he doesn't have. Yes, and also... And that includes Buffy. Right before this happens, he's saying, what would your life be like if you weren't here? I wouldn't even have a head, which takes us right back to Teacher's Pet. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of Teacher's Pet, he had a fantasy... Oh, very nice. Yeah, about very nice. ...about when he was a musician, and he saved Buffy, who was thrown down by a vampire, takes the vampire off, and then asks, are you okay? It's the same dialogue. Very nice. Um, you know, she doesn't throw herself on him and say, oh, Xander, because her hair isn't curly in this episode. Um, <laughs> Buffy has not gone completely yeah, insane. she's not completely gone. But then they have this, right after his fantasy comes true, essentially, he has this great moment with her where he realizes that he actually saved her and he doesn't want that. Gotcha. He doesn't want it. This is actually Xander saying, I don't want Buffy. Because it seems like such a platonic. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I love when shows don't go there. I love yes, it. me too. When we've got... 
a platonic relationship between heterosexuals or mm-hmm. in Buffy's case, possibly bisexual, yeah. but you know, <laughs> people who could be together, mm-hmm. but are not. Yeah. And do not just, follow the heterosexual thing yeah. where they have to get together. And, and let everybody, that dog yeah. lie. And I actually think, um, and you'll probably argue with me on this. I think at that moment she was thrown off guard. She's had a terrible day. She's feeling bad. She's feeling guilty. He could have got in for a kiss and might even landed it. No, I I, I agree with that. I think yeah. I think after a couple of seconds she would have pushed him away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then kind of said, "No, what are we doing?" He would have been like, "You're right. Let's get back on track." Right. And then it would have been off. But I think I mean I think when she turned her head and looked at him, mm-hmm. there was half a second where something could have happened. Yeah, so we could call that a quote moment. Sure, but but, but there's no it he didn't doesn't. spark. It's sort yeah. of like he somebody like somebody lit a match and then blew it out. Mm-hmm. You know so. This is because of, I think Xander's dream was actually kind of in a way, it's not a Slayer dream, but it was, this is how it would have to go for me to have a chance with Buffy. Right. And that's exactly how it went. And we are reminded of that episode three times in this episode. So we know, and he even mentions another time about bug person, I think. But maybe, maybe that's the previous one. Anyway, so we are called back to the episode. Then we have... Pretty much the same scenario, the same question asked. She hugs him just like she does, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't take the moment. And then he says, "Oh no, my life's not camp- my life's not complicated." He that's yeah, his life is really fucking complicated oh, right now. That's why we didn't see uh, Lamano because in that because Buffy stopped choosing there for a second. Oh yeah, if they had kissed, it would have just been her letting something happen to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's she true. Would not and she would have been... actually been damseled. Right. And he can't he can't actually take that step. Right. He so doesn't that's, actually that's do why it. Lamano was missing. Yeah. Because we were going to come up on a moment when Buffy did not choose for herself. Mm-hmm. And, that's and when luckily he... her heart was there and chose for her and chose yeah, correctly. Totally, yes. <laughs> chose completely correctly. <laughs> but yeah, I think like that was his opening. If he was ever gonna have one with Buffy, that was it. He chose not to take it, and he's actually over Buffy at that moment. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where it ends. I mean, there I don't think there's any other there are Time. signs of jealous Xander later, just oh, like yeah. the angel hating thing. But I, but no, I, I think that's. But it's not the same. Like, oh, he was in your bedroom. Were you naked? What was right. going on? Right. It's exactly. more like Ugh, this guy. Do I have yeah. to remind you what this guy did? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Giles does the that kind of dialogue with Buffy. Yeah. You know, and I could be wrong. We could actually see some some jealous Xander, yeah, but because yeah. on yeah. this show, nothing's ever really over because they actually write these people like real people, and so right, going yeah. back to it wouldn't really be a step a huge step back or anything it would just be a return to it and it would just be less and less each time mm-hmm. but i can't think of any off the top of my head but i think it's no. mostly just the hating of angel yeah i think yeah. it's and there's a lot of sweetness between them later mm-hmm. um but yeah so anyway i think no that's that, that totally makes is. sense that yeah. absolutely makes sense and especially especially that that buffy was incapable of choosing for herself because she was not herself mm-hmm. you know yeah. as we as was, talked about in lie to me she is the one who chooses yeah uh, and when she stops choosing and let stuff happen to her. We know something is seriously wrong with Buffy. And, and she was she, thrown off enough that a brand new vamp that she had the drop on had to be staked by Sander. Right. I know. <laughs> like, she was thrown. She was yeah. gone. And um, yeah. yeah. And and she was not able to choose for herself in that moment. So he absolutely mm-hmm. could have kissed her because she was not in the place to choose anything. And then he just gave her that cute, very, very cute little smile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lends her his... his she, he lends her strength. He says, that's yep. not the person you were with. He says all the things he's never expressed before. Yep. And then, and then right then she turns her head and looks at him. Mm-hmm. And instead of kissing her, because she is completely without the ability to make a choice right now, the one yeah. who chooses is not able to make a choice mm-hmm. because she is so thrown off. And in that half a second, 
He gives her a very cute smile, and then she recovers herself, makes her choice, and walks out the door. Yes, and I would argue that he would not have been able to have that moment if he hadn't finally come clean about the hyena thing. Possibly. I don't think he could have actually, because to have that moment of actually choosing or not, you have to have no falsehoods there. So we've actually been flushing out all of the the crap. Um, you know, so I think it was kind of like, well, maybe I could go for Buffy, but then I'd have to tell her that I was actually there with the hyena. So I can, uh, I don't know how to. Well, and I, I'm going to tease just a little bit to the gentle listeners. Mm-hmm. There will be one more consequence for Xander for that. Yes. <laughs> and it's a good one. It's a pretty good one. Pretty good one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So but it's, it's more the literal consequence. Yes. It's, it's yeah. an actual, like his karma finally comes back around and he's released from that, from that wheel. Um, right. So to speak. So uh, in the woods, Kane has a nice setup. I will give him that. <laughs> <laughs> He's melting silver down for werewolf killing bullets. And yes, dude is a misogynist fuckhead. But those are some nice rounds he is making. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> At Oz's house, he's got some shackles. And it is Sunnydale, so that makes sense. <laughs> he just went down to Willie's. Yeah, he probably plays at Willie's. He's like, Willie, do you have like some, you know, werewolf kind of... I, I think when you buy a house in Sunnydale, it just comes with the house. Oh, it should. Like, because yeah. uh, when you buy a house, uh, sometimes you'll get like a gift basket from your realtor mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And uh, I think that it's just, that's what you get. You get Sticks, like shackles. garlic, get... holy water, exactly. shackles. Shackles, yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he starts putting them on, but he's interrupted by a knock on the door. It looks like Willow has taken Buffy's advice again because he opens it and she's got resolved face and everything. <laughs> and uh, I, I got to say, I think I might just politely ignore Buffy's dating advice at this point. Yeah, uh, so, because, <laughs> I mean, like, where, where's that got you, Buffy? <laughs> it's Seriously. true, yeah. Uh, so, Willow barges in. Oz tries to tell her about some timing issues he's having, but she's, <laughs> she's having herself a rant and will not be ignored. He says that, yes, he knows how she must feel, but he's going through some changes, and he's not kidding either. Nope, nope, Willow nope. scoffs until she sees the manacles, but then Oz does indeed start to go through some changes. Willow has perhaps not seen very many monster movies because Oz is making uh, I'm changing into a werewolf noises behind the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, not dissimilar in action and, you know, sound and everything Mm -hmm. to uh, Angel turning to Angelus. Oh, yeah, no. Mm, Grabbing of the stomach falling down. Very, very similar. Because the spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. Buffy yeah. has wanted her spirit to catch up for a while. That's true. <laughs> and, and the spirit has happening. finally done something with the man she loves mm-hmm. to prevent him from not causing harm. Yes. And getting out. Yep. Because um because she's not running yet. Yep. No, she's, she's not running yet. Willow. And she didn't let him shackle himself. Right. Because if I if I walked into somebody's house on the Hellmouth and there had been because a werewolf. Let's remember, it's the Hellmouth. Yes. And there had been a werewolf. <laughs> and somebody had been a little freaked out. And I saw a manacle. So I'd be like, well, let's get these on you right fucking now. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. And, and maybe have some fun <laughs> if you don't turn into a werewolf. <laughs> I don't think Willow would do that. No. <laughs> because not man, this I mean, Willow. Give a couple of seasons. Yeah. And or uh, Willow for a different dimension and it's on. But, <laughs> but no, like that, that would be my first inclination. It's definitely yeah. not Willow's. Yes. Yeah, something Willow's still innocent. But uh, she has been exposed to enough on the Hellmouth that she probably should have let him put the shackles on. I would completely yeah. agree with that. Yep. There's a reason this is probably serious. Yeah. He's been like acting a... strange, and he certainly does fit the profile of those werewolves I was looking for. Yes, and he did get bit recently, even though it's by a kid. And um, yeah, also, you know, this is pretty parallel to Buffy interfering with Angel and yeah, I think Angelus. So I just think that's 
Yep. Not, Pretty significant uh, there. Not unintentional. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but so Willow peeks over the couch, and uh, the fully wolfed out Oz pops up, and she screams, and then she screams again, and now she's running. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> she does do very well after that, though. She hops a pretty decent-sized fence and then wings the werewolf in the head with the trash can, which nice move, Willow. See that bullshit <laughs> from earlier about the gender roles? Just throw that shit away. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs that. No one needs that shit. <laughs> nope. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Kane, uh, patrolling in his van, hears the werewolf having a howling break and takes off after it. In the library, we find out that Giles' plan B involves a tranquilizer rifle. Man, those watchers get everything, they don't do. they? And Some of that should trickle down to slayers so they don't have to resort to theft. Yeah, that'd be good. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Buffy is wearing her Wooby Blue or Buffy Blue, mm-hmm. or should perhaps Lilac. We're still deciding on the name. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Lilac. Yeah, I, I like it. Although Buffy Blue has alliteration. Uh, makes yeah. me happy. Like and Wooby Blue just is adorable. Well, we know the Wooby thing is, a yeah, we've yeah. seen that. Um, but yeah, so this is Leather as we were talking about, and it's her color mm-hmm. and leather. So she is putting on her powerful statement. And it, it sure looks yeah. a lot like the one in Nightmares. It does. When I don't she's know if all... it's exactly the same, but it's pretty close. Yeah, it's close enough to make a, mm-hmm. to draw a little line from there. Because, and yeah. when she's being vamp buffy, yeah. <laughs> you know, she takes it off because she doesn't need that shit because <laughs> she's vamp buffy. Well, and yeah. this is, we're dredging up a lot of stuff from the past in this mm-hmm. episode, so that would make sense. And she has this coat on in a few episodes, but this is, it's kind of like she's donned her armor, she's put on her power, mm-hmm. she's ready to go do something about yep, it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Buffy joins him, uh, you know, in her jacket. <laughs> she fills him in on the vamping of Teresa and Angelus's little gift to her. Giles says he's sorry, but Buffy says she needs to stay in, the, in game mode until the werewolf is taken care of. And I, I think we've all done this, where you're going through something and you're fine until someone is nice to you. And then all of your walls start to crumble and you have to get some mortar out and patch yes. that shit until you have time to melt down. <laughs> when you go to work and you're just telling everyone, don't hug me. Don't get, don't even <laughs> look at me. Yeah. So uh, Willow is running through the woods in the pr- in pursuit of the werewolf. No, I'm that's wrong. I don't know where I got that because I've got it. I've got it typed out right. It's, I was getting ahead of myself with the Willow is a badass thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was wishful thinking. It's yes, more Freud. I'm, I'm very wouldn't that, Freud. Wouldn't tonight. that? I know. Yeah, it was very Freud. Wouldn't it be funny to have a little sequence where you see like the werewolf chase Willow and, <laughs> and then, then stop and then it turn around <laughs> and the werewolf is running away from Willow? I'm surprised they don't do that. They, they almost do that in that one where it opens with Buffy chasing the, the person through the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, we don't have any good memento like, what am I doing? I'm chasing this guy. No, yeah. he's chasing me. That would have been pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Willow is running through the woods with the werewolf in pursuit. <laughs> and since this part is being filmed like a monster movie, she trips and falls. And, uh, well, she's the one who said to be meek little girly girl like the rest of us. So she's doing a demo, I guess. That'll <laughs> like almost literally came back to bite her, that statement. Yeah. Uh, the werewolf is just about to pounce on her when he smells something delightful in the air. And I get like this with coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves to investigate and she runs off. Uh, Giles is all ready with his trank gun and Buffy asks how they're going to go about locating the werewolf. Sometimes all you have to do is ask because Willow bursts in telling them that Oz is a werewolf. <laughs> Giles asks if she's sure and she's like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Just trust me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Hopefully she has learned the perils of meek little girly girl. 
Uh, she says that Oz is in the woods, but stops Giles from going after him with, with what she thinks is a normal rifle. They tell Willow that it's just a small elephant-sized uh, dose of phenobarbital <laughs> and take off. Giles, by the way, even when in a hurry, opens the door for them. So British and adorable, that yes. Giles. <laughs> <laughs> the werewolf has found a tasty treat, and Kane has found the werewolf. He's just about to pull the trigger when Buffy kicks him, takes the rifle away, and smacks him in the face with the butt of it. <laughs> I That's like that satisfying. very much. And uh, the werewolf goes after Buffy, and she grapples with it while Giles tries to get a clear shot. The werewolf tosses her into Giles and Willow, and Willow grabs the gun and gets him with a dart. Nice, Willow. The Society of Badass Girly Girls will be sending you your membership card shortly. (laughs) (laughs) But how great that she's the one that has to do it. Absolutely. Like, it's just, and she closes her eyes, so it's like, even though this is scary, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. This is a great little mini arc for Willow. Mm -hmm. She starts out, she's trying to stuff herself into this, you know, heterosexual relationship. She has no idea what to do with it. She makes herself a damselly, weak little girl, tries to convince Buffy that she also needs to be a damselly, weak little girl. (laughs) To which Buffy goes... (laughs) (laughs) and then by the end she realizes that damselly weak little girly girl is not what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. and stands up for herself and is awesome yes it's great it's great fun uh kane naturally thinks they're all weak and sissy for not killing cursed humans obviously he has not seen the hundreds of piles of dust buffy leaves in her wake (laughs) (laughs) buffy delightfully gets his attention and bends the rifle barrel Oh, whatever that might mean. Uh, tossing the now useless <laughs> weapon back to him. <laughs> uh, she tells him to get the fuck out of her town, and he tries to pretend he isn't scared by having a half-hearted stare down, but will notice that his insulting comments are gone, and he slinks off. He's done. <laughs> Willow is worried about Oz, but Giles tells her he'll be fine. At school, Xander is still freaking out about Larry, <laughs> but Buffy thinks he's freaking out about Oz, and it isn't until Buffy talks about him still being a human being most of the time that Xander figures it out. <laughs> Buffy wonders whom Xander was talking about, and he insists it was no one, but we can see that uh, that when Larry is no longer overcompensating, he's actually a pretty awesome guy. Some of his jock friends pull his own move, knocking a gal's books out of her hand, but Larry hurries over and retrieves them for her. Xander tries to disappear into the vending machine as Larry comes up (laughs) (laughs) and thanks him for what he did. Buffy wonders what that would be, but Xander doesn't want to talk about it. Larry is cute, reassuring Xander that he won't tell anyone, but thanking him again. Xander gets all weird when Larry pats him on the shoulder. (laughs) Xander, it's not contagious. (laughs) And a shoulder pat is not a come on. (laughs) If only it were contagious, a lot of people's lives would be simpler. That'd be awesome. I'd go sneeze on everybody. (laughs) wouldn't work on me (laughs) (laughs) i am immune you've probably slept with more girls than i have let's not compare Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) (laughs) larry leaves and buffy remarks on how weird that was xander freaks out on her again and buffy says she just meant that larry isn't acting like a a skirt peeking neanderthal anymore Buffy thinks the moon is making everyone weird, and she says it so pointedly, she clearly means Xander and Willow. (laughs) (laughs) She wonders how much it will tax Willow and Oz's brand new relationship, having him wolf out every month. Xander says a lot of semi-joking shit comparing Oz to a dog, and says again that Willow isn't safe with Oz. And let's remember that he said that before anyone knew Oz was a werewolf, too. (laughs) And Buffy is done with this bullshit, though. She tells him in overlapping audio, so we know that the show wants us to pay attention, that it isn't up to him. And good, Buffy. Well done. Yeah. Everybody's coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Regroup. Indeed. 
Outside, Willow finds Oz. He Who says, is so fluffy. <laughs> she's so she's fluffy. Very fluffy. Like, like she is just if we go with the with the velvet thing mm-hmm. with Angel, like she is just gooey and warm. Yeah, and she has put on her fluffiest yeah, like fluffiest she, fluffy outfit. She's like she knows that she has to be soft mm-hmm. with with uh, where Oz is in his life yep. right now. He's going through some so, shit. Yeah. yeah. It's very sweet. Yeah. He he says that Giles told him in very, very, very many words that he'll have to lock <laughs> himself up during the, the full moon and two adjacent moons, but otherwise he can live a normal life. Apparently, Giles took this opportunity to get out his globe with a little orbiting moon, which is <laughs> also such a good... <laughs> it gives us a good giggle at the end. It's kind of like a, an interesting... Us, yeah, bring us all back. Yeah. To the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willow apologizes for shooting him and he apologizes for almost eating her. <laughs> they agree that the wolfing will be a complication for them and Oz offers to stay away from her, but Willow doesn't want that at all. She tells him that he has a lot of good qualities, including not smoking, yeah, whatever, but I suspect most of, the, of everyone else in the world agrees with her. <laughs> uh, she tells him that she's not at her best three days of the month either and I actually don't mind this line at all. I'm so happy that Willow isn't all weird and embarrassed telling Oz about her period. I'm totally good with it. <laughs> well, and let's be honest. I think most women, when we hear about like werewolves, werewolves, we think, yeah. oh, yeah, me too. Oh, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Me too. <laughs> Probably werewolves have to deal with less blood though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> true. Although uh, waking up and having eaten everything in sight. <laughs> yeah. <it's a> little... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wake up with like a tub of ice cream on my pillow. Huh? (laughs) Really? You know, did I drive to get that? It would be kind of a fair trade. What if you were uh, a chick werewolf and you didn't have a period anymore? That's tough call. Does poor Nina have to deal with both? With any luck, she deals with them at exactly the same time. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I hope it syncs up like that. Poor Nina. That would be nice. Would, would vampires care? Because we only really see her sleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that at some point in this podcast, one of us was going to go there. <laughs> I knew we would not be able to get... We only... <laughs> We only made it to halfway. I tried not through. to, but we Season had to. It like, it's like moons and period and... Vamp- <laughs> I okay. I would not let a vampire anywhere near me during that <laughs> because they're gonna yeah. get all riled up and shit. Well, we talked about like you know, is it easier to slay when you're on your period? You know, because they just like come at you, <laughs> right? So like, but I would I would not let a vampire anywhere near me during that. Yeah, because they're gonna get riled up and they're gonna get all Although, vampy. If, were, if I ever had a chance in bite. hell of slaying a vampire on my own, it's gonna be when I'm on my period. And, and, I'm and if I had off. a shotgun, yeah. <laughs> you take out their knees and you just yeah. walk over and boink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went there. So um, I, I'd invite the general listeners to weigh in, but I don't want to think about it. So don't. That's like the only thing I don't want to hear from you. I will hear about your cat's colored fur before I will hear about <laughs> your theories on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you really feel like it, fine, but don't. <laughs> yeah. Let's not have that as part of the fan. I, I am the primary recipient of the emails. I don't want to read them. <laughs> Anything else. Anyway. So uh, Oz calls Willow quite the human, and they agree to keep dating and see how things go. She tells him there will be no biting. 
and kisses him quickly and leaves. Uh, he comments on being a werewolf in love. It's very cute. It's very cute. It's a shame to put that right after our bloody talk. I know. That was all that was left. Yeah. Well, that's fun. <laughs> uh, as long as we're here, we should probably talk about audiobooks. Yeah. 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 So, uh, if, Audible. Uh, yeah. If any, if any of, of y'all uh, are not using Audible and not subscribed to Audible, it is super awesome. I read so many books a year now <laughs> yeah. because I can just have them going as I'm yeah, doing other go, stuff. If you have a commute, if you go on runs, like I'm, I'm picking up running for some, because I'm picking up running because in your your thirties you get fat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so, just yeah, your metabolism hitting a brick yeah, wall. It's not a big it's deal. It's fine, but I'm sure there's some books on that that I could listen <laughs> to while I go running. But I, I enjoy my running time. That's when I think and do things like listen to audiobooks and catch up on stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I love listening to my audiobooks when I go running. And, uh, yeah, currently I am on a book called Ready Player One, and I cannot remember the name for the life of me, the name of the author for the life of me, um, but it's a really good book. It's turned into a movie. Very, very good. So Yeah, if you if you enjoyed Spike mm-hmm. on, uh, on Buffy, uh, Slayer of the Vampires, uh uh, James Marsters uh, does a fantastic job with the Dresden Files. Amazing. All yes. zillion books or whatever. So good. Yep. So good. He does good, a really yeah. good job. <laughs> he does a really, really good job. Um, so, yeah, if you want to try a free book, say, of the Dresden Files mm-hmm. or Ready Player One or any of the other amazing titles that uh, Audible has, um, just go to audibletrial.com slash DCP for Diogenes Club podcast. That's us. Um, that's us. <laughs> In case you didn't know what you're doing. Again, it's audibletrial.com forward slash DCP, and you can go ahead and give it a shot and see if you love it as much as we do. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're done. I think, I think we've... <laughs> At two hours out, we are finished. Do we have any, <laughs> anything else to say about this episode? Um, no, not really. I'm looking forward to seeing how it feeds into our next episode, though. Yeah. Because we, we had to evolve Willow a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. see. But I don't think Xander got much movement. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, d- downwards. <laughs> and he will continue downwards in our next episode. Well, it's still movement. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't say that Buffy has to evolve all at once altogether. Oh, no, no. But I think I think but I think previously we have said that people may take twenty steps back and, and yeah. fifteen forward and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. two Some forward might and five back. Take, and, yeah. Take a few back and fall down the Grand Canyon before coming back up. Yep. And because yep. these are these are written as real people who mm-hmm. do not conquer their problems in one episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we like that. So, um, indeed, we done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is after all the Diaries Club podcast, where all members are exceptional. Peace out, bitches, <laughs> and scene. <laughs>